Hi, I'm Gary at the one and only Gary's Mattress. Now with locations in Koreatown and Little Tokyo. We are karate are chopping up prices. I just for you. you. Ah, Even we would buy it. At Gary's Mattress, we're blowing up prices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man on horse, bring good. For treatment at Gary's Mattress, I'd be very surprised. We're scalping prices. If you find a mattress at a better price, I'll kick a puppy and punch a kitten just for you. I'm Brian Prop from the Philadelphia Flyers. You're listening to Corner Pub Sports. Corner Pub Sports. We'll do it live! Yo, 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 what is going on? Corner Pub Sports is back live tonight, Friday night, our favorite night of the week. Coming at you live on Facebook, Twitter, or X, I'm sorry, YouTube. Uh, and, of course, if you're downloading the show on iTunes, Spotify. Satchel! Thank you so much. <laughs> tonight on the show, we have Mr. Bob Cooney joining us in a little bit. 97.5 The Fanatic Morning Show uh, here in Philadelphia. Uh, Daily News writer, longtime Sixers beat writer, will be joining us. First time in two years, just over two years to the day, he'll be joining us. I looked it up tonight before the show. I had, I had to look it up when the last time he was on. Yeah, right after COVID. Been a long time, man. So we're excited to have Bob on. We're going to cover everything with Bob. Uh, so uh, we got Ryan, Gary, myself, Sean here. Uh, Bringing you the latest in Philadelphia sports here on Corner Pot Sports. And apparently I discount mattresses. And discount. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. We got the- so if you're- We do it all here, baby. We do it all. <laughs> Even I would buy it. Um, we're scalping prices. Oh, no, 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 no. So, dude, I, I've been holding on to that one for a while. I forgot about that one. Um, as long as the... Prices ain't in the gas chamber. That's that's right. That's right. You'll find them. Uh, Bob will be thrilled to be joining a show like this. Um, <laughs> oh, shit, yo. What's that? Tyson Forrester is fourth in the league amongst goalies. and I mean, amongst rook- rookies and goals. Is he yes. really? Wow. Yeah, he's got 14, and Bedard leads at, at 17. Wow. Holy crap. That's awesome. Um, well, we'll start with the Flyers tonight, but first... Guys, drinking. I'm with the old reliable baby. Mm. A little lager. 
What do you got? The Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. That's what I got. What is that? Seven. A, what is that? Seven point five. Yeah, that's a seven point five. Seven point five. That's the white can, right? Yes, yes, the white can. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a good beer, man. That's a headache the next day beer. Yes, it Don't is, and that. a fucking uh, garbage dump smelling <laughs> fucking dump. That's all right. I won't be at home. It smells like fucking something died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be a shit covered dick. Uh, That's what it smells like. Yeah, it smells like Alpo yeah. regurgitated. Yes. Yeah. We got Dave. Smells so, like Bigfoot's dick. If you're uh, tuning in live, we uh, thank you guys. Of course, we got the live chat going on. We got Dave Langle saying, what's up, guys? We got Sean Callie saying, damn, two years since he had Cooney on. It's been a while. Um, and he's got Yoo-Hoo on the rocks. <laughs> oh, dude. Really? Callie, six years sober? Six years well sober done, for Callie. Oh, my God. Fucking quitter. Well done, bro. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's... Well that's done, bro. Six years. Good oh for you. Oh, my God. I cannot believe it's been that long. Damn. I remember wow. when he was having the issues. Yeah, I remember Damn. that. And he said... Good, good for you, Cal. I know we joke around. Yeah, good man. for you, brother. That's... Hey, cheer, cheers. I'll treat <laughs> I'll, I'll to that. Give me a shot. No, seriously. That's... Damn. That's, That's wild. I can't believe that was six years ago. I can't, can't either. Jay, Jay said seven point seven and a half for Gary. Uber will be there soon. <laughs> and, Not today. Talk Sixers, Jay. Damn, I'm proud of you, Callie, man. That's uh, yeah, well done, brother. That's Be impressive. proud of yourself. Look, man. I know, well I know, we uh, we get at it, but um, most goaltenders wins this season. Arison, seventeen. Yeah, leads but it's the rookies. rookies. As rookies, right? As he, leads, he leads the league. I can believe that. Yeah, Arison's yeah. been awesome this year. All right, so why don't we get at it? Um, before uh, Mr. Bob Cooney joins us in a little bit, uh, yeah, the Flyers, man, Flyers are uh, they're you know they're they're maintaining, dude. They're as if the playoffs started right now, they'd be there. Um, so quick, yeah. Like after what happened last week, um, Sunday there was a game that they should have won. The goalie clearly lost it for them, even though they played like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there's talk. How would you feel if they made a trade for uh, Mark Andre Fleury? Bro, what are you giving Mark up? Mark Andre Fleury. What are you giving up? That's the thing. You'd have to give up an asset. So, I mean. You'd have to. Connect me? No. No, they're not, You're not giving connect me for Flurry. Flurry's, what, 38 years old? Like he's, he's 36. He could still play. He's still a good goalie. He is. I, I, I'm not giving up much. I mean. Ah, oh, Cali saying Cooter? No, no, there's no way. Oh, no. no, no way I'm giving up Cooter for, for Mark Andrews. Or, no. I mean, look, teams have been inquiring about Seller. You know, Seller, like, is that your move? Like, Seller. Seller. I'm sorry, Seller Sealer and, and a draft but, pick or something, maybe? But can you trade Sealer now with the Drysdale being out? Mm-mm. No, Drysdale's going to be out for a couple weeks. Right, um, so... I, yeah, but do they? I still the think thing. they're. Best. Uh, I don't. I don't know. If they... I still think their best course of action is to bring bring Sandstrom up, let him back up Urson, and stand pat. Lee, stay where you're at. Just stand pat. Yeah, dude. You I. Uh, be, I'm you you got to be realistic. You can't be buyers, man. You can't be. You can't be. You're. This is the tough situation with the Flyers right now. You can. Not only can you not be. 
you can't be biased to the extent that all of a sudden it's going to make you a Stanley Cup contender, right? That's the end goal, right? So like if you're going to, but not so, yet, they're not there well, yet. Because a lot of times when guys trade, like a lot of times when teams trade for these players, big name players, they're usually on expiring contracts. So think about the Adam Oates year, right? Two thousand one, two thousand two, whenever it was, they were going for it. Ray Bork, right? Like they were, or not, uh, not Ray Bork. Fucking who's the defenseman they got that year? Coffee, coffee, Paul Coffee, yeah, Paul Coffee. Thank you. They were they were going for it because they knew their window was closing. They had expiring contracts. They had a chance to really, you know, make a move and and go for it all and, and you know and try. They're not there with this year, and I and I see that with Ryan's agree. point. But then again, you're also not in the, not at the point where you need to completely overhaul your team. No, because you're right there. Um, oh, Dale, uh, Dale Horachuk. Horachuk was uh, Cali. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Capitals just he's tied right. it up. Oh, yep. Um, you know, so you're not you're not there either, right? So it, it's they're they're in between. They're calling in between right now. They're kind of like a team that was, um, they're kind of like you know the Phillies, like where you know they're fighting for a wild card spot and they go out and trade for Mike Williams to be their closer, right? You know, like oh maybe this is maybe this is the guy who. Can push us to make the playoffs we're not going to give up a lot but we're going to get that to generate excitement hopefully get in the postseason i think that's where they're at they need to well they, that's what the flyers did when they when they got alexander Degg, if you remember him yeah yeah yeah. They, they, yeah, they yeah was so yeah. fucking fast but they did that to try to spark right the so excitement i think they kind of need that they don't in which, and which and someone like that isn't gonna isn't going to uh hey yo, yo what's up pat um, they're not going to need that, like you need a big splash to give up a lot no. to get to that point. No. So I, that's, that's a good example. Cause I think that's where they're kind of at. Like they need, they need a guy who's good enough to generate some, some, some excitement, some, some spark, but they're not, they don't, they don't need a, a complete, you know, blow up, you know, right. blow, right. blow the they, whole farm system up to get this guy right. because you're not going to win it this year. I'm sorry. They're, no, right. like you don't real, need, you don't need an inquirer headline. You right. don't need that. All right, all right. Just just be realistic. Um, if you can get a goalie, go get him. Yeah. Um, but but I'm not I'm not giving up draft capital. I'm the the way they're set up in a draft the next couple of years. Like they got a shot to seriously build this thing. Mm-hmm. Especially Mish Golf coming over um, in twenty six. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Kozlov coming up. I, I mean, I, I just don't like the the one position that the Flyers are not thin at is goaltender. Man, we're gonna have a lot of Russians on this team. This is the Russians yes. and Camden. Like I, I just don't think you do something to move for a goaltender this season. You just move. You move what, for what you're doing this mm-hmm. season and see where you're at at the end of the season. All right. right. See, that's where I'm at. Just bring Sandstrom up and let him back up Erson and. See what Erson's got, man. Like maybe he's your guy of the future. I think Erson's been awesome, solid. He's right. been really good for them this year, man. All right. Um, not to not to retract, but uh, you know, I was talking to Jay Parr. I don't know if Jay's on watching us right now, but uh, Jay, yeah, and, Jay and I were going back and forth um, about the Carter Hart situation, yes, and about that whole trial and all this stuff. And and he started like looking into it. And he's like, dude, you know, they settled, and yet this is still happening. And I try to explain, you know, I explained to him before. I'm like, well, Canada's different, different laws, yes. different, you know, this and that. You know, but he, he's, I think 
you know, Jay, and and he's not wrong to think this way. I think he's thinking that maybe Hart's, you know, maybe it's uh, one of those situations like the Trevor Bauer situation. Maybe it's a miscommuni- mis, uh, misinterpreted situation. So, But anyway. It could be, but I think he's be. played his last game as a flyer. I think that's definitely the uh, case. Maybe he played his last game in the NHL. Right, maybe, but I, even if it's not the NHL, I think he's definitely done as a flyer. Yeah, could be, could be. Uh, we're going to let our guests get set up for a second here. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to have him. I'll, I'll give him a second to get, get ready. Um, it's, that's just a, it's just a sad, sad, sad story. It is. And, and so, like, to go, where, to go with what he was saying is basically, like, you know, you know it's, it proven until get you know, right. proven innocent until guilty and all that stuff and all that. But it definitely seems like the writing's on the wall for him. So, to what we guys were saying, like, Arison's probably the guy now. You know, he's – at least now. I mean, you have you have young guys who you drafted. You have young guys in the in the ranks coming. Multiple, up. yeah, multiple. So maybe maybe yeah, that's so the way I th- they go. I say give Arison the rest of this year, obviously, and next year as your bona fide starter, and seriously see what he's got. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's get our boy on. It's first time virtual. This is gonna be fun, man. I've been excited. <coughs> From ninety-seven to five, the morning show. And he hosted the morning show this morning, Mr. All next week. Bob Cooney. Hey, Bob, what's up, brother? What's up, Bob? What's up, boys? Everything good? Absolutely, man. How are you? Cheers. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Cheers. What you you got there, Bob? What do I have here? Pacifico. Oh, Oh, nice. Oh, all right. What are you buying Ah, that for, Fetty? An aristocrat. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. It's good to to see you, man. How you doing? Doing great. How about you guys? Everything going well? Uh, Yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, We got a... Cal, what did Cali call him? The Coonator. Oh, Coonster. The Coonster. The Coonster. And then uh, and he said the Coon, the Coonmeister he called you. So. Oh, he's got all kinds of nicknames for you. Yeah. I was, uh, growing up, I was uh, Coon Dog. Coon Dog, coon yeah. Dog. yeah. I like yeah. that better. Coon Dog's good. Yeah, Coon Dog was the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't shoot, I couldn't score, I couldn't play defense, but I could scrap. I'm looking for a charge. I'm walking around my house. I don't want you guys to get dizzy. I'm looking for yeah, a charge. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you. I wasn't sure if you were uh, on the run or something. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm good. I'm just I don't want to run out. Oh, I should be good. We should be all right. All right, dude. It's we'll it's, see what happens. Yeah, it's good. So to what do s- you got going on? Yeah, not much, brother. We're uh, you know we're just talking about the Flyers, but uh, you know obviously when we had you on, I I had you in mind because I. Went to really hit on the Sixers, man, um, you know, because I, I didn't think there was anyone better to go to than you, someone who covered the team for so long. Um, well, you got that right. All right, so you're one for one. Yeah, fucking A. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, this is a tough situation for the Sixers right now. Um, you know, you're kind of in the waiting game with Embiid. You know, he's getting reevaluated, what, next Friday? Um, you know, playoffs. I, I think they're going to have some kind of a word early next week, Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, that's what they said early next week. Uh, you know, we talked about it on the show. You guys might have heard it. Like, you just expect them to say, yep. he's progressing. We'll reevaluate in two weeks, and, you know, hopefully he can start some activity. I, I don't know. We'll see. You I want to be re- yeah, uh, like yeah. a realistic question, Bob. Like, um, I'm personally on the belief that. Put him on the shelf. 
there's no point in bringing them back this year. I think they should put them on the shelf, use the offseason, and seriously go for it next year. What do you think about that? I, I, I see that side also. I also see the side of, of who was it that was on? Stephen A. Smith, maybe. Like, how many more years do you have of them? How much do you have left of that guy? So, if it comes back and they say, look, he's good to go. Um, you played really good basketball with him this year. I think a 26-7 and seven record, something like that. Ridiculous. Uh, you've changed this team around. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a better team with Buddy Heald, Kyle Lowry, uh, campaign, uh, and a healthy Joel Embiid? So do you say, well, you got to go for it because yeah. how many more years of Joel Embiid do you have? Mm-hmm. But I also hear what you say. Like, well, you have all this money next year. You have no roster for next year. You mm-hmm. have him. And you're going to sign Tyrese Maxey, and that's it. Yep. Right. So, you know, you can build, you can do what you want. Uh, I really do see both sides of the of the thinking there. Like me personally, it, it, you're paying him. If he's able to play, you got to bring him in and let him play. Mm-hmm. Try Probably. to do what you can. And, and look, if Joel Embiid gets clearance from the doctors and he says, yeah, I want to play, well, who are you to say, nah, we're not going to play you? <laughs> right. I, you know, and I, I don't mean who are you. I mean the Sixers. Who are right, you right. to say to him, I get you. you know, don't let him. So I, I do. I see it all. I understand it all. I'm starting to lean towards the side of, hey, if he gets the thumbs up and he says he's okay, throw him out there. Yeah. What the scary part is, and we started our show with this this morning, was um, what yeah, Patrick Beverly that. said. That, yeah, I heard know, that he he was seeing him getting uh, uh, stuff sprayed on his knee that he never saw happen before during a game, and uh, I thought the telling part was he said, "Yeah, people were amazed he was scoring all those points in three quarters. Three quarters is all he had to give." Mm. So that you know, like how bad was it, and how good is this guy that he was having this good of a season if one of his knees was really bad? Thirty-five points in thirty-four minutes. That's crazy. Unreal. Those are wilt. Wilt-esque numbers. I mean, honestly, yeah. they, they, they were. And it's a damn shame that, you know, an unfortunate situation. I mean, you know, I know, you know, all the people who, the casuals who don't watch the NBA and don't watch the Sixers and don't watch Embiid. <laughs> who are you talking I'm about? Not, I, I didn't mean to look at you, but I did. I looked at Gary. Um, but it's the truth. Like, you know, it, it, oh, he always gets hurt. That injury was a legit, that was a legitimate Wrong place, wrong time injury. You know, landed on him. It happens, right? He was already banged up before that, which doesn't help the cause. But, that, you know, it, it sucks. But it does always seem to happen to him. So we had a listener, Callie, uh, just said the time is now. And so he's with you, Bob, or I guess Stephen A. Um, and th- that's the one thing I was going to say. And, I, and I'm, I am more with Ryan on this. But then I start thinking about it. I'm like, man. You know, when they hired Nick Nurse, I was ecstatic because I love Nick Nurse. I love his X's and O's. I love his in-game strategy. I love the way he adjusts. He is the coach who can turn this around, who can get this team through the, 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 the barrier that is the second round. And with, But here's the thing. Like, MB comes so, – so MB gets cleared, right? Like, I don't know, Friday. We, we know Embiid. He's not going to be ready – Oh, and God, it, no. And, and beat no. status by, what, two weeks? Uh, no, not even close. I, I don't yeah. – so my question to the Sixers was when all this went down was, okay, you say four to six weeks that, you know, that's the comeback. What does that mean? Does he rest for four to six weeks? 
and then you reevaluate and then you look at it. Now we're going on four weeks next week. That's why mm-hmm. they're going to give us an update. So at four weeks, is it now, okay, we're going to get him on a treadmill or we're going to allow him to do certain activities, but not basketball activities. Like there's still a way to go here. I think he hasn't been playing. I think, you know, he's kind of moving around a little bit like that. I think on Monday they'll come out and say, we're going to start uh, to uh, increase his activity. What does activity mean? Does that right. mean he's shooting a basketball? Probably not. He's probably yeah. doing off-court stuff in a pool, you know, yeah. on a treadmill, on a bike. Then that's going to take a couple weeks. Then you're probably talking about, okay, back to basketball activities. And these are all phrases I heard from them so many times throughout the years when I was covering the team. And that's why I really think it's going to play out this way. Yeah. Then it's going to come the dreaded, well, we don't want to put him out there until he gets some five-on-five action. Man, it's his low. You know, so – I, like if it's within the next, what is this? March first. Yep. If it's within the next month, I, just my opinion, I'd be surprised. Yeah, play playoffs are what the middle of April. Yeah, so the regular season ends. I want to say the twelfth, sixteenth, somewhere right. right around there, yeah. okay. and then you jump into the playoffs. Now, if you're fortunate enough that you that you're not a play-in team, okay, then you get some more rest. Right. Because you got to wait for the play-in teams, but the Sixers are going directly towards being a play-in. They team. totally that's, are. They're just what, plummeting. Yeah, that's what but I mean, I mean, the last three seasons, even getting to the playoffs. By the time you got to the playoffs, Embiid was just burnt. Well, he was gonna, burnt. You're not going to have that this year because he's been arrested yeah, for right. two months. Yeah. But now you might not have a guy who can run on one knee. Like I, that's that's so my, that goes to yeah. a good point too. Like if he is sitting out all this time, and you know he can get healthy. Okay, the wear and tear of the season isn't on him now. You know, if a full season isn't on him, does he come back? Is he refreshed? Obviously, there's going to be rustiness and all that stuff, but where is he? It's it's the same question. Doesn't it? It's deja vu, right, guys? Oh, like, my God. Like, it's all yeah. the time with this. Where all is he? How long? How's he going to be? Are things going to be okay? And, and you know, that that's the Joel Embiid legacy, and it's it's horrible. It's a shame because a lot of it, you know, like you said, this injury – wasn't his fault. I mean, you know, he was hurting throughout the season. He's got a torn meniscus, got it taken care of. I don't think he went out and it was his fault that his face got broken twice. You know, uh, there was but a meniscus thing in the playoffs two right. years ago. Like, there's always something with this. But guy. still, Bob, like, even whether that injury is his fault or not, it still adds to the category of, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, no question about it. Absolutely it adds to that category. Yeah, like, like could, you, could you really imagine if – like Embiid had a run of like five years where he was like relatively healthy. What he might accomplish? He's played sixty-seven or more games once in his career. Yeah, like yeah. A- I went through all the big men that we all watched and everything. I don't know if you guys heard me do this on the show. I went from I heard, yep. you know the Kimelaj one, Shaq, uh, you name like every mm-hmm. big man, Kevin David, Garnett, Dave, Dave Robinson, you know all those all right. guys. These guys played 75 or more, like 12, 14 times in their career. Yeah. And he's been over 67 once. Yeah, it's 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 a shame because he even came out and said he's been hurting for the last two months. Look at the numbers you guys just talked about. And he said he was hurting for two months playing with one knee. Yeah. I, I can't imagine how good this guy is if he's fully healthy. Well, he might average 50 this year. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right? You know. yeah. Talk about real wealth numbers. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. What is that one? So, what, are you, what are you drinking? What are you drinking now? What are you, what's that? I just poured it in a cup. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a big ass. <laughs> Got to keep it cold. Yeah, uh, Bob. So another I, question Bob, for you, I'm Bob. I'm sorry. Hold on, Bob. We haven't had a beer tonight, 
Gary and I, Ryan's obviously virtual um, at home, or remote, I should say. Um, Gary and I haven't had a beer tonight that's below 7.5%, so that's how our, that's how our night's let's going. Get, let's get this interview done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bob, that's all that was in the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> what are you going to do? my favorite kind of beer, cold. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, so I'm going to ask you another question, Bob. Um, I like them. I like the trade and all, but the Sixers aren't going to max Buddy Yield, are they? I don't think it's a max type of guy. I don't. I don't think so. And and because you learned what you learned with, um, well, not that you learned, but I don't want to say Tobias the mistake Harris. you made, but with the Tobias Harris stuff, finally getting rid of that. I don't think he's a max guy. Um, no, no he's a guy so. you certainly have to take a look at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Buddy Heald's a, a really good outside shooter and I had a conversation with Marcus Morris when we were at a Sixers gala um, a few weeks back before they traded him and Marcus couldn't stop we had a really good conversation for like 15-20 minutes and he couldn't stop explaining to me how easy it is to play the game of basketball when you're on the floor with Joel Embiid he said it is unbelievable how easy it is and I think we see that with a, a Nick Batum Mm-hmm. I thought we saw it with Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. I think we see it also with Tyrese Maxey. How much would we see it with a Buddy Heald? You know, how many wide-open shots would that kid get, and how effective would he be? So that's a decision Daryl Morey's going to have to make also. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Like, when they got healed, I'm like, damn, like, healed and a beat on the floor at the same time would be awesome to watch, and we may not get a chance to see it. I mean, think about that. If they were fully healthy – and you had a starting lineup of Maxi, Heald, Nick Batum, um, Harris, Harris yeah. and Joel Embiid. Now, that's good right there. But then you would also have a bench that has coming off a of Kelly Oubre, if he gets healthy, and I don't know if he's going to, but a DeAnthony Melton, mm-hmm. you know, a Kyle Lowry that you could plug in for probably 12 effective minutes as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, having to play in 18, 20, <laughs> yeah. and only 10 of them are effective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. It would be a really interesting team if they got fully healthy. Uh, problem is, yeah. we don't know if that's going to happen. Bob, do you do you miss covering the Sixers full time? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I, I, uh, uh, that's that's a great question. Usually, I get asked, "What did you like better, writing or or mm. being on the radio?" Uh, and I just say I love them both because I'm totally honest on that. Uh, if we're just looking at the sport of it. Sure. I, I, I love going to games. I love traveling the country, all that stuff and being on the inside of it all. That was great, even though I was there during some really bad times. Um, but family wise, you know, we have four mm. kids. I was on the road for 10 years. My wife had to take care of everything. Uh, it's good to be home for that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gr- my career has played out. I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, you know, I covered the Sixers when I wanted uh, was lucky enough to get an offer from radio when it was, you know, getting time to get out of newspapers anyway. So sure. I've just been, I've been real, real fortunate. Yeah. What time do you get up in the morning? Three, four, uh, three 30. Yeah. Three 30. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So, you get to, you get to get a little nappy nap though. Right. When you get home. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, you can, if you want, like, uh, uh my kids are all grown. My youngest just mm. turned 21. Oh so my God. Your youngest. Mostly, oh, damn. Yeah. I know. Oh. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say it out loud, but you know. I'm not old. My kids are old. Uh, hey, Bob, getting up yeah, that so old. I'm, I'm you... kind of free and clear when I uh, 
when I get home to kind of do what I want. Yeah. So. Are you a coffee guy, Bob? I, I have a cup every morning, yeah. I don't sleep a lot. I, I sleep four to six hours. I've always been like that. I'm one of these weird guys that loves the nighttime, loves the morning. I don't like sleeping a lot. I hmm. feel like that's that's what death is for. Uh, I'll do it then. So, um, yeah, I, I, just, I like being up. I like being up. I like seeing things. I love talking to you guys. So, so we got we got Jay Parr who said all the MB numbers sound great, but let's remember games six and seven when he was a non-factor when he counted the most. Um, I hear you. Yeah. Do you want to, do you not want him on your team out there to try to lead? I don't. I understand that. I, yeah. I hear you loud and clear. And in that game six against the Celtics, Sixers <laughs> had a two-point lead with six minutes to go, and B got two more shots the rest of the game. James Harden got three more shots. The two of them combined to one o for to go o for five in the last six minutes. That can't happen. I agree with I agree with whoever emailed lazy, you. Lazy, lazy, yeah. lazy, lazy. Well, no, but then, but then, uh, and, Jay, and uh, Callie said, "I get up at three thirty in the morning to talk sports." <laughs> um, I, look, I, that's why I said I've been yeah. lucky. I'm not <laughs> complaining at all. I told you guys I've been very, very lucky in my career. I I don't have a complaint, and I don't. You know, you're you guys, we've talked a lot. Not. I think, you know, I never complain about yeah. about anything in my life. But to go off of what Jay, what, what Jay said, though, and, and, and what Doc Rivers said this week, I, it's interesting. Doc Rivers, I, I, I'd be really curious to hear what you, 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 what you, you, you guys think. Ryan, I ain't going to talk to you about this either. But, you know, Doc Rivers comes on, and, you know, when, they, when Milwaukee came, comes to town and first time as an opposing coach since he's been the coach of the Sixers, and, Basically talks about games six and seven about the end of that series, and you know says, "Yeah, I you know I felt that Embiid should have had the ball more." Why didn't he? That's your fucking call. Like that's your call. Like what are you talking about? I don't know. Like am I wrong there to think like that's that's you? That's you driving the driving the plane that say get Embiid the ball? Like yeah, who gave that asshole the nickname of Doc? <laughs> he don't deserve that name. Elmer Fudd. He went from doc to nurse, and they probably <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Elmer Fudd. I, I off. think I gotta get a charger here. Yeah, he, he, there's there's a couple uh, rules of thought here. Like NBA players, pe- people look as coaches like you know the end all be all. No, it, it's it's a unified thing. Mm-hmm. You know, coaches and players talk. Coaches have a way they want to run things. Obviously, systems, schemes, all of that, and, and they try to implement that. And what Doc's implementation of that is, he's a very guard heavy coach. Okay, so his emphasis many times went to Tyrese Maxey, to James Harden, all of those things. Uh, But look, I played ball up until junior college. If I wanted the basketball and I was having a night, I go and get the basketball. Like, you know, if I'm Joel Embiid at 7-2 and I need to get the basketball, go get the goddamn basketball. Yeah, Yeah, that's just just some of the things he seems to lack like that, that that the. Give me the, for lack of a better word, give me the fucking ball. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's, there, now, to people that are, that are, I don't want to say against Embiid, but maybe detractors, does he do that too much? It, does he go silent in big games where you need him? Uh, maybe to your emailer's point, like, what the hell? You're 7 2, 280. I, I'm sorry. If I'm that guy and the ball's coming across midcourt, I'm, I'm taking it off. You of give, give it to me. Yeah. Right. Stop holding yeah. the ball until there's two seconds on the freaking shot clock. Uh, he he responded. He said, "Well said, Bob." So he liked your answer. And then we have Dave Langle saying, "Trade Embiid." <laughs> Dude, I can't. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, you know, I took a lot of heat. It was. Sorry, hey, you found a charger. 
I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I took a lot of heat a couple of years ago when the whole Ben Simmons thing was going on, right? Right. And you're looking to trade him, and that was the big talk. And I just said on the air, I said, look, while I'm doing this also and asking other teams about, yeah, hey, what would you give us for Ben Simmons? I would also say, and what about Joel? I said that on the air, and people oh, came man. out, you know, Cooney wants to trade Embiid, what an idiot. I wasn't saying that. It was but just what a you're scenario. Bringing up now, it's, it's an honest conversation, and it's yeah. due diligence, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I've, I've changed my mind on it totally, though. He's 29 years old. He is where he is in this point in time. I, I'm riding him out. I, I'm, I'm, I, it, unless he comes to me and says, get me out of Philadelphia. Yeah. I want to try somewhere else. And he, he, he hasn't, right? Like, he hasn't. There's been no, no. signs that's of That's what him worries being. me, though. That, that's why I, I actually mentioned the same thing, what, two years ago? Yeah, yeah and his because knees are shot. The, that's what worries me. I worry that, like, when I first started saying that uh, two years ago or so or whatever, I worry because of the way the NBA is built of him saying, all right, it's not going to work here. Get me out of here. I want to be traded. Then the Sixers lose all leverage. Yeah. Yep. No uh, question about it. Oh, uh, Callie said we got a whole tour of Bob's house. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mess tonight. I, I like this, my. I don't know. Maybe it's my age, but like I set my alarm for 8:28 to come on with you guys. Of course, it comes on, and I'm like, wait, what's the alarm? For? <laughs> you know? I look at my phone. What asses like, am I taller than tonight? Yeah, yeah. I'm a mess, but yeah, sorry about the tour for the house. No, it's good. It's good. I mean, I was going to build a fire and sit next to it with you, but I didn't have enough firewood in the house, and I didn't feel like chopping it. He didn't set an alarm to chop some firewood, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Bob, Bob, you're South South Jersey? Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll have to make – we might have to make that work at some point in the summer, man. What? Make you come over. We'll do a Driving fire. down the freeway. We'll have you come hey. up, you know, and do a fire pregame, hang out for a bit, do a whole show. Dude, we'll have to work something out. You guys come over here and we can sit by the pool in the summertime. We could, we could do awesome. that. I don't have a we pool, so that works even better. Well, I'll come over with a yeah. Speedo. Uh, you're not, <laughs> I don't want to fucking see you in a Speedo. No oh, offense. I, I don't want to see like me in a Speedo out. either. <laughs> nah, Bob, that's a that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching this Sixers game here now. Yeah. Uh, they got, got themselves an eight-point lead. They were down early by 12. Mm. Nick Nurse, and you guys brought it up earlier how yep. much you like him. I do, too. And I was yep. lucky enough to sit down with him a couple of times and have some one-on-ones earlier in the year. Uh, he's in a spot here, man. They they They're have no top, identity. They have spot. no identity yep. whatsoever. They don't. They don't play good defense. They don't rebound. They can't outscore other teams. They're not a great three-point shooting team. They're horrible on the inside defensively. So, like, they have all those things going against them. Yeah. And think about it. They have three brand-new players that they're trying to implement. And Anthony Melton and Nick Batum keep missing time because of injuries. Yep. So, like, Nick Nurse, this has to be one of the toughest years he's had trying to coach an absolutely. NBA team. Absolutely. And it's because they just ran absolutely everything. Everything through Embiid. Yep. And so, I thought it was one of the best things that Nurse did coaching-wise this year. I thought it was a genius plan. Uh, he and I sat and talked about it, exactly what he was looking to do a couple of games into the season. I really liked what he had to hear. So he was probably the first out of Brett Brown, Doc Rivers, and now Nurse to 
totally run the offense through Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. and then he loses them. The other guys, their record's probably better without Joel Embiid because they didn't rely on him so much. His numbers came out about it, but it wasn't a, a you know relying on him. Mm-hmm. Nick Nurse did. You take him out. Now you have to start all over, and now you have an influx of new players in there too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like like Nurse is kind of rebuilding a new team in the middle of the season. Exactly. Um, yes, he's a good coach, though. So like, I, I love him. I, I love. I him. think he's a really good coach. I, love I him. like him a lot. Yep. Um, I hope he's here a little bit long term. And I hope this off season they can really try to build something, <laughs> you know, moving forward. That it's not, you know, you think about this. In the eight years of Joel Embiid's career that he's played, mm-hmm. has there been any stability on the roster? None. No, none, none, none. You know, that's got to be frustrating. Ben, Ben Simmons might actually. Yeah, Ben Simmons might have so, been. So um, but it might have been his so best obviously you got, right? you'll have Embiid next year. They're probably going to max Maxi. You almost have to. Yeah. Who's the third max contract on this team? Someone to sign. I, I don't know. I, I, I you know, gee, I don't know. Has to be someone uh, to sign, you know, right? Buddy Heald, you guys brought up earlier. Uh, uh, do you get Buddy Heald on a decent contract and say to, I don't know, uh, Tobias Harris, hey, we'll give you a decent contract. You've made already, you've made a ton of money. How about we give you a three for 30? Are you okay mm-hmm. with that? Now you start building, um, you know, some some secondary free agents. It has to you know, be someone I, I you sign, right? Show. You know who the top free agent is out there after this season, according to a lot of, of things that I read? Is it Paul George? No. He's up there. He's like two or three. Uh... How about if I told you that the top free agent that many people have out there, the Sixers are going to sign? Hmm. Tyrese Maxey. Huh? Wow. Now it sounds, it's like a no, well, what difference does it make? Because no shit, they're going to sign and bring them back. Right. But if you look and you search top NBA free agents going into 24, most have Tyrese Maxey as the number one free agent. Wow. So, you know, you have to bring him back. There's no question about it. But, man, B-Ball Paul comes back. It's a weird thing. If they, if they, Win the first round, he's under contract to come back. But if he's not, they don't have to. If they don't, he's he doesn't have to. Something weird. Yeah. But after that, you you really don't have a lot. You don't have anything. Yeah. So it's a total total rebuild. So I don't know what they're gonna do. I, I a Paul George, I don't know. I don't think he's leaving the West Coast. You're also mm-hmm. reaching for a guy. Is Tobias Harris a, a good third fourth option? If the contract is okay, oh. because the guy's still, I hear you, but the guy's still a 17 a point, yeah. you know, 17 point a night guy. I don't know. I, I, it's, I don't know how this is going to play out I think, at all. I think you have a chance. I mean, like you said, you don't have a roster next year. I think you have a chance to completely re it sucks though, man. Cause now again, like you just said, Bob, and you had, you had a great point there. The stability. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for another fucking 7.5. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This is going off the rails quickly. No, not yet. We're actually holding it together. We're holding it together pretty well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to thank you for that. If you weren't on the show, this show would be good. Yeah, probably. Uh, if I'm your stabilizing factor, you guys are in trouble. Oh, man. 
<laughs> when did you come over and piss in your pool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do that once. <laughs> once. Once. Maybe t- Bob said he's a scrapper, so that'll be into that. There's nothing like a fucking pool in the yard, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's the only that's place I am come summertime. I come home from work and that's I'm awesome. out there all day long. Would you really have us derelicts over your house in the summertime? If my wife was away, sure. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right let's set us a vacation schedule. Let's work it out. Um, all right, yeah. so so Bob, so just change you know change gears a little bit here. Um, you know we don't want to bend your ear all about the Sixers, but yeah, we, we, let's talk some Eagles and stuff. Well, I want to, yeah, I want, to, you want. I want to ask him this general question because I right. think this is I think this is a good question. And I'm and I'm you know is the down the down point of you know sports talk you know you you guys are going through it right now you know spring training is just kicking off Flyers Sixers in the doldrum that are seasons Eagles are done before before a train you know before a free agency and all that where is the state of Philadelphia sports right now in your opinion like if you look at all four teams you know are we in a good spot are we in an okay spot like what what do you think Bob I I think you're in a in a good spot a really good spot yeah. I mean you know the hope is that teams are challenging, right? Phillies are challenging. Sixers, you know, if Embiid's there, you're challenging. Uh, Eagles, although the, the I, I, I've said this on the air, I think they were the worst team in football over the last four or five weeks. And I'm not just saying that, like, lightly. I honestly think they were the worst team in football over the last four or five weeks of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. But they still have an elite offense. Uh, we know what kind of an organization they are, that they can get things better. I think they're going to be okay, uh, contend for their division, all of that. Um, and then the Flyers might be the most fun story going on right now. Like, John Tortorella, for some reason, really intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 see, I think I see what he's doing. I think I get what he's doing. I've had the chance to sit down and talk with him a couple of times. And I think he knows that I get what he's doing. Like, I went through a process. So they're kind of going through a process now also. Uh, I, I find it intriguing that he might be the right guy to do this. Now, you know, is Danny Breer and Keith Jones, are, are they the two to do it? I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, they're the best. Go get it. Because if you look at it, honestly, we don't the know. Flyers are doing exactly what they've done over the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Bring back guys that used to play for us, and they're, they're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are or not. Yep. The young, uh, young talent is really buying in. Good time in Philly sports. Yep. What's that, Gary? The young talent on the Flyers are buying in. They are. They're. But are they buying into what? What's happening? Man, that's. Yeah. Are they buying into Tortorella's? Yeah. The Tortorella's scheme. Or are they buying into the management? But then again, you got Cutter, who wants to be traded because they, because their reoccurring thing that was happening while he was here for a year and a half, which was turnover. You know, is that an issue too? Like, I don't, I don't know. That's it's a tough situation, but um, but he didn't want to be a flyer, so now he's not a flyer. Fuck well, him. Well, so I, hear, I hear, I hear. Get out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting, and and you know, you oh, have Beachcock oh, yes. off in the distance, who's yeah. supposedly a generational talent. Uh, you do have, you know, I watched Tippett tonight score another goal. That kid is good. He's 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 going to be a forty goal scorer probably in the NHL. You have some young pieces. You have older pieces that you can sell. I, I like that they're not, from what they've said, they're not going to drift from what the game plan is, and that is to build for the future. And you know, I I don't think they care if they're 
you know, six points away from making a playoff, making it to the playoffs with four games to go. They're not going to change what, what the outlook is. And I don't think the trade deadline a week from tomorrow, whatever it is, I don't think that's going to make them change either, no matter where they're sitting in the standings. <laughs> well, nobody, right. expect, so, nobody expected the Flyers to be where they're at now, Bob. You know what I mean? They expected them to just... They skipped a year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They skipped a year. They did. Yeah, they, they... Like the Eagles... When you had Jalen Hurts go 9-7 and seven and they lose in Tampa Bay in the playoffs, right? You mm-hmm. think the next year, okay, you know, maybe you get up to 11, 12 wins and maybe you can win a playoff or get a home playoff game. You know, that's the natural progression. The Eagles skipped a year. Yep. They went from 9-7 and seven, losing the first game in the playoffs to 14-3 and three and going to the Super Bowl. Yes. Now, maybe because they did that, that's kind of why maybe this year went backwards mm-hmm. a little bit. But mm-hmm. I, I think the Flyers might be on that trajectory of, okay, all right, they, they know what the deal is, and, and, you know, they might be about a half a year, a year ahead. What about the Phillies? I, I'll tell you what. I, I'm, <laughs> I said this on the air the other day. I, 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 I don't know if I've been this excited for the opening of a season yeah. for the Phillies I, team I, since. I, I got to tell you. A, there's a feel coming out of them, like, from out of spring training. Like, a, there's a f- something brewing mm-hmm. with them, I, I agree. I feel. And Bob, I, you know, I, I heard you guys this morning. You were, you were, you guys were going through the, the three biggest names of each team and who, you know, going forward, which was a great question. To everybody, you had Egan fucking twisted off. He didn't know how to answer that question. Well, he's he's not real smart. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, like he. I, he I, I, I honestly throw questions out there just to like in my head. Oh, Bob! Oh, well, Bob! Everybody, how fucking dumb you are! Yeah, <laughs> he's he's an unlubricated pair of voice grips. Does he? Yeah. Does he ever look at you and like put the mic down? And go like, does he ever like kind of do uh, that? If he did, I'd beat his ass. But no, he, um, he, 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 I do get eye rolls and I do see the wheels spinning in there because my mind you, just works so much, dude. You so fuck. much faster than his, dude. It's fuck. kind of funny to watch. Yeah, I, I, I do see like the squirrels going around in his head, and you know, you I just fuck. let him sit in it, dude. Today, I, I don't help him out. Like, I can. What I did can, you ask him? What happened? Dude, I, I, can, that I can fucking hear the tension in the room today. Yeah, he's like <laughs> a Jerry Panicoli gerbil. I swear to God, Bob's I would not like, kid you. Bob's no like, boom. <laughs> Bob's like, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this all night. I've been thinking about this last night. Three most important guys in sports right now going forward, blah, blah, blah. Pat, go. <laughs> Pat's like, oh. He's like, uh. He names three Phillies. He's uh, like, well, what the fuck happened to fucking Jalen Hurts? What happened to this guy? What happened to Embiid? And what, you know, <laughs> he, he names three Phillies. <laughs> and Egan's like, well, I'm probably going to change my answer in like three minutes. But, you know, he's like. <laughs> yeah, he's not smart. He, uh, he threw Aaron Nola out there, and I gave him a look. Like, Which was, you know, you know what, though? And then I tried to help him out on air. I said, oh, okay, I, I see what you're saying about Nola, because the Phillies are close, and you can't have him having a bad season. It's not bad. And I have to explain to him what he's actually trying to say so that he can sound just Listen, a little bit smarter. I know you, you, know? I know you pooped your pants, but this is what you do it's next the difficulties time. difficulties of the job. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Get a baby wipe for the streaks in your jaws. This, this is what you do when you poop your pants. This is what you do. Okay, listen. <laughs> nah, listen Egan's, Egan's no, the man. No, no Egan's good. Egan, dude, when I came out to see you guys at... I didn't uh, say he was good. I said he's my man. Yeah. No, when I, when I saw you guys at uh, a rally house, man, he, Egan came right up, dude. He's like, 
we, I know you had Bob on your show and blah, blah, blah. And, blah, blah. and he wanted to let me leave. I was like, dude, motherfucker, I got to go to work. Like, leave me alone. No, I'm just kidding. Come on, dummy. Let me get to work. <laughs> no, he, no, dude, he was... No, he was literally he was he was awesome. And John, John is fucking awesome. And and, and I got to tell you, like you, you you hit the jackpot with John. Um, joining ninety seven five, dude, and, and coming up. He he's a great guy, and um, you know, and kudos to him. Cheers to him for hopefully yes, hopefully beating cancer again. Yeah, yeah, everything uh. seems good. Uh, you know. Uh, Every place that he's gone lately, you know, you have to have follow-ups and check-ups, and everything's going real well for yeah. him. So, and he and his wife are in the Dominican now for a uh, for a week. So, little R and R for him, which is good. So, and not for yeah, you. All, all good hopes there. Yeah, not for you though. You gotta you gotta lead the you gotta lead that the, the crown of. No, uh, that's cool. I I, I like leading. That's fine. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, Are you prepping every week. night, like before? Like, oh, fuck, I got to write about this. Sure, we prep. So yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool behind the scenes for anybody. We um, we start putting the show together probably. John starts earlier, but probably around two o'clock, three o'clock, we start sending stuff to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, see this, like this. I want to talk about that. I want this. We'll put our lists together of what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, break it down team wise or, or uh, importance wise, whatever. Uh, figure out what what kind of sound bites we might like. Um, if something comes up, I might reach out to some of my contacts and say like, you know, hey, you want to come on or 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 reach out to people in the league if something happened like with an Embiid and try to get some more information that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, every show is it's it's way planned out before we get there at like four thirty five o'clock in the morning. Um, so we have a really good idea of what we want to do nice. and then we just sharpen it up as we get there. And then, you know, hopefully it goes, it goes all right. But you also have to have the ability, like I love doing this and I think it's because of my background in journalism. Like y- you can have everything on a sheet and say, let's talk about A, B, C and D. Right. But if somebody says something in A, which is kind of off, you know, off the mark a little bit, I might go, Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Let's run with this one. Yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did a thing today, and I'm interested in your guys' answer on mm-hmm. this. Uh, I was looking at, you know, how they have this date in sports, right? So March 1st in sports. Uh, in 1949, Joe Lewis retired. Now, my dad always told me about Joe Lewis because I boxed when I was young. Mm-hmm. And my dad would be like, you know, Joe Lewis, if he had a target to hit six inches away, he would make sure he was throwing that punch 12 inches, meaning he's going right through that six inches. Mm-hmm. You know, if a guy's face is at six inches, he's he's looking to shoot is to hit him in the back of his head. A pure you know puncher. what I mean? Right through right. his face. Anyway, my dad built up Joe Lewis. That was the guy that I said, if I could go back in time and watch his career, a sports guy, who would it be? One of my answers Ooh. was Joe Lewis. All of us agreed about Will Chamberlain. Oh man. Pat has a great one. Pat's idol is Jackie Robinson. Pat has a son named Jack. He named him after Jackie yeah. Robinson. Wow. Nice. So, like, if there's if there's a player, any sport, whatever, oh, man. that you could go back and watch their career that you didn't see, who would it be? 80s Wayne Gretzky. You yeah. saw him, though. No, I don't remember him, though. Oh, no. really? Okay. I, 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 was I, born, I, was, I was born in 79. I uh, really remember. age well. Wow. Okay. That's, uh, what that's what I'm saying. Like, I remember Gretzky, dude. I remember seeing how I, great he was. I re- I'm kidding. I remember the Los Angeles Kings, Wayne Gretzky. Okay. 
Okay, like I I know how good he was with Edmonton. I don't remember seeing it with Edmonton. I saw I, I, I saw his whole career. Gretzky's a great one. Literally, we had a guy literally. in the studio today that hadn't seen all of Jordan. Yeah, I can. I, dude, oh, and Bob, the last time I remember this, this is over two years ago. You had a quote, and I'll never, I'll, I still will not forget this. Because we were talking about Jalen Hurts. We were talking about Hurts, and, you, and we were talking about, and then it led on a summer conversation about what could be and what this, and you said on the show, you said, I don't know why everyone's so worried about the future and what could be instead of worrying about the present. Worry about what's happening in front of your eyes now. Because we're talking about, I think we're talking about LeBron and Jordan and all this stuff. It's like, worry about now. You said that. And I'm like, damn. And that always stuck with me, Bob. Like, I'm not, you know. Yeah, I agree. I use that. Like, that's in the back of my head. Like, what? But that, all the time now. That yeah. whole Jordan it's, it's thing. It's one of the things that I, I, honest to God, I live by. I say it on the show so many times. I can't, I, I shouldn't say I can't sing because I love talking to everybody. But right. people will come up to me. What do you think? Maxi a Hall of Famer? Come on. Like, like I, I, live, I, I don't know. Like, live that's in like hell. asking me a kid in diapers. Is he going to, you know, Ooh. when's he going to start pissing on the toilet? I don't know, man, but let, let it come. You know, <gasps> just, because... just let it go. Let it play out. Because you know what I, and it might be because of my age now, what I fear for people watching sports is don't miss the here and now. Yeah. You know, don't mm. miss it. Don't look in the future saying, you know what, if Jalen Hurts in two years can be this, Okay, if you want to look at that, you're going to miss the two years building up to that. Yes, yeah. like keep an eye on the here and now. I'm a, my wife and I are vastly different. She's a planner. She's great at that. She takes care of everything. Mm-hmm. I'm a day to day guy. Like I know we have plans for tomorrow. I don't know what they are. I don't no, know you're looking for your fucking charger tomorrow. during the show. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you're looking for your charger what? during the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know that's just how I am. That's how I look at sports. I love it. It's don't, the, don't it's, miss the now because yeah. you're looking towards the future. It's the millennial fans in Philadelphia. Well, so we got some great answers already. So Dave Langle said Roberto Clemente. That's a fucking great answer. I got you know what I got that in an email today also. Dave uh, Dave Peterson right here said uh, I would love to have seen Tommy McDonald. Um, Callahan. That's, that's a decent one. Callie said Muhammad Ali. You know, uh, Muhammad Ali is my favorite athlete of all time. You might not like him. And like him I told you guys, I boxed when I was younger, uh, and yeah. I had such a fascination. And when I was young, boxing was like the creme de la creme of boxing yeah. as, it's, as it's ever been. Uh, <coughs> Ali, there's a video. I don't know if you guys ever saw this, but there's a video of Muhammad Ali fighting George Foreman. Mm-hmm. And you think of Ali, and you think of the shuffle, and, you know, uh, the quick hands and all that stuff. What people don't know about Muhammad Ali was how great he was defensively, which is weird because he ultimately took too many shots to the head or whatever. But there's a video of Muhammad Ali fighting George Foreman right. where George Foreman, Ali's up against the ropes. Foreman throws 22 punches and Ali's against the ropes. He's not moving like around the ring and he avoids 22 straight oh my punches. God. Like, Jesus. Wow. Like, that's a great. Yeah, answer. I. That's that's a career I wish I saw the end of it. I saw some of the goodness of it. What's but um, twenty two straight punches from George Foreman? Did you say yours? Did you give yours? No, mine's Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. He's a wrestler. Yes. Yeah. Did he yelled you know, at me? Sam Martino and Bob Backlund. Did he screamed at me? No, I didn't. No, <laughs> Bob Backlund screamed at me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I went to Royal Rumble like 
couple years ago. And I, I'm not a wrestling fan anymore, Bob. I I was when I was a teenager, and I went with my, I went. Yeah, I know. I went with a friend of mine and his kid, and I was like, "Hey, it's Bob Backlund. This dude, Mister Bob Backlund, to you, sir." He ran and screamed in my face, "That's Mister Bob Backlund to you!" And everyone started laughing. I'm like, "What the fuck was that about?" I was like, "Oh, that's his thing." I'm like, "Oh." How am I supposed to know? <laughs> so it's I got, all part of the act, right? So my, you're not gonna like my. Fr- the first person that came to my mind is not necessarily an athlete, and then I have a backup, Bruce Lee. All right, I wish I would have been alive to see Bruce Lee in action when he was doing his thing. But I mean that he is an athlete. He is because he was yeah. a martial artist. But to go actual athlete, Bob Gibson. I would have yeah. loved to see Bob Gibson in action thrown at people's heads. And then yeah. I guess and I guess another another one is Nolan Ryan. I saw Nolan Ryan Ooh. at the talent and I love Nolan Ryan. Um he I have dude, I hate to say it, I bought an I bought a Houston Astros throwback nineteen eighties Nolan Ryan jersey. That's a beautiful jersey. It, it is beautiful jersey. But then the fucking Phillies played him that year and I couldn't wear yeah. the jersey. Yeah. That's right, they beat him. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. But but the year I bought the jerseys when the Phillies played them in the World Series, I couldn't play. I couldn't wear. Yeah, that's a good point. Sixers are trying to lose this game. They just gave up a three. Oh, no. They're only up three with two and a half to go. Uh, We got the Flyers on here, so we don't. They're down 3 2 still? Yeah, they're down 3 2. Yeah, and a high sticking penalty late in the third. So it's not. It was a blatant high sticking. (laughs) <laughs> late in the third? They're already late in the third? Or where are they at? Yeah, late. Yeah, yeah late. Uh, not late in the third. It's 14, early, 14 early, minutes. Early in the third. No, those beers are kicking in. Late and early is uh, different. Another one. It's my wife. One be Steve called it. <laughs> yeah, somebody, you know what's funny? But somebody I seen Steve, Steve Carlton play. Today. I, I didn't, bro. Oh, man. like I well, did. I got to ooh. see him. Yeah, I got to see him a lot. I was actually at the vet. Uh, walking the concourse, and I'll never forget this. One of the um, things, you know, a baseball thing, or uh, I'm sorry, a sports thing that you'll never forget. They were announcing that the Phillies had released Steve Carlton, oh, and it wow. was like it was like you were walking in church at a funeral. Oh, I mean, there was people man. just heads down. I was a little kid, um, probably yeah. uh, probably like ten, uh, maybe not. I don't know when it was, but uh, I Bob, remember walking around. How, how old are you? Bob? Yeah, I was gonna say, how old are you, Bob? How old do you think? I'm going to say 52. 52. Uh, uh, I just turned 58. Damn. Wow. Okay. All right. How old are you? Wow. Now? How old are you? 51. You're 51. Don't 51. say damn. That doesn't make me feel good. 51. Um, no, I, I didn't think you were that old, Bob, honestly. No, I, no, uh, no. Yeah, you don't. me neither. I, I still don't. So it doesn't. <laughs> no, I feel great. Uh, everything's good in my that's, life. That's so awesome. I, I feel like I'm 25. So Bob remembers the Steve Carlton Grand Slam. Uh, Carlton Grand Slam? Yep. And the playoffs. Carlton did a Grand Slam? Yeah, yeah, yes, he did. Did he? Yes, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. Look it up. Uh, I'll question that one. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I'll question right, it. I don't it remember. I will. Gary's not prone to accurate information. <laughs> So we're gonna, oh, yeah, yeah. You I, know. I, I work with a bunch of guys like But are you I, I is John older than you? Is John older or younger than you? What's that? Is John younger or older than you? I think John's older than me. He's older than I you. Think. Okay, okay. A couple of years. Okay. Yeah, a couple of years he's got on me. 
Okay. Egan, when Egan and I go out, if we're on the road or anywhere, he calls me pop up. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. So we'll go out to eat, and he'll be like, uh, my pop ups, you know, this is the first <laughs> time we've gone out to eat together. And people believe him, which is fine. I wouldn't mind having a grandkid. He's too old to be my grandkid. God but, damn it. Um, God damn it. Yeah. But, uh, well, we yeah, had we good. had a listener here. Dave Peterson said, uh, nice Bob. I'm 57. We'll be 58 in June. Fuck these guys. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's a good age. I don't know. I've never been it before, so <laughs> seems all right. That's cool. Uh, another you know. another guy I wish I could have watched was Terry Bradshaw. Mm. He sucked. Like <laughs> I'm not being mean. You know they want a lot of his numbers are horrible. They are. They are. They're they're really, yeah. really he's a fucking. Bad. He's I did. a I fucking nitwit. I mean, he would just put the ball up to Stallworth or um, uh, Lynn Swan. Yeah. So, yeah, they, so, yeah, and he had a great running game. He had Franco Harris. Uh, they had Rocky Blyer, who was a, a fullback, but was a really good running back also. They had a great, great defense. But if you look up Roger, uh, not Roger, if you look up um, Terry Bradshaw's career numbers, they are horrible. They lost, they lost the member. Andy Russell died of that defense today. Andy Russell. What's that? Andy Russell died of the uh, Steelers defense. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he died today. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Cheers to him. Good yep. luck. Pitcher, um, Steve Carlton. Yeah, if you have number, you'll be amazed at how many interceptions he threw compared really? to Really? So, yep. so you're basically – never thought that from highlights that, and things you, you hear. Like, like, you, you know, know what, like though? That. Anyone looking I back was, on Brett Favre's career is going to say the same thing, right? Uh, Bradshaw was way worse. Ooh. Bradshaw's close – Bradshaw's like, got four rings, too. Wow. If only we had a way to look these things up. Fuck Bradshaw, <laughs> right? He needs a haircut. <laughs> what, so what's the oh so guy's got the Carlton thing? Pitcher Steve Carlton hit a grand slam, and hurled first win since capturing the Phillies season opener, carried the Philadelphia Phillies to a seven-two victory over the Los Angeles. Are you embarrassing yourself, Los Angeles you Dodgers? Fuck. <laughs> so, season opener, not a playoff game. Right. Oh, you said a playoff game. I, all right, I made a mistake. Oh, okay, you did. <laughs> right. I remember the grand slam though. Sure you can't wait. Phillies had a lot of good hitting pitchers back then. Larry Christensen was a good hitting pitcher. Yeah. They had kid Randy Lurch, who was a really good hitting pitcher. They had a, they had that was a fun team. Those were fun yeah. teams back then. I gotta grab a beer. Oh, yeah, I don't trip. <laughs> what do you mean, the old trip? Oh, he's got to get up to get a beer. I don't uh, want to trip and fall over. Yeah, actually, yeah, I gotta give Grind credit. This is the first time he's gotten up with the whole show. <laughs> Usually, he's gotten up like three times during the uh, whole thing. The diaper's full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got that. You got to do All what right. you got to do. Flyers are down 4-2 yeah. now. Yeah. Flyers are... F- oh, yeah, yeah, they're down, yeah. What happened to Tordell? Did you find out what happened to his arm? Ryan said when they played against the Pittsburgh Penguins, he went in the locker room, he's pissed off, and he punched the wall. And he hurt his arm? Yeah. yeah he's in a case. I, I brought this up. I said, you better check the reporters' faces. Yeah, right? Like, all of a sudden, he's he a cast. There. I'm like, I didn't see anything about this, and he shows up in a cast. I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, Tortorella yeah. is, is, is a 100% of Philly, 100% fuck you guy. He is. I, I, I love it. He is. I love it. Bob, I, uh, are he, you? You know what? I, this is what intrigues me about him. You make a good point that he is that, but this is what I, that's just, this is what I have been following. Him. He's had to change his ways a little bit with this Flyers team because they're young because of the way they're moving forward of building and not, you know, they're not in it to win it now. 
and he's talked about it. He's like, yeah, you know, in the past, I would have grabbed the guy by the throat, proverbially, and, and been like, you know, what the hell are you doing? Now mm-hmm. I have to be like, hey, tell me why you did what you did, and let's see if we can figure out a better solution. I, that's coaching 101, 101 to me. You're not going to change who you are as a person, but you do have to change who you are as a coach sometimes when the when the situation presents itself to you. And I think he's done a really good job of that. Yeah, like Bob, even when 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 they win, they won a game six to two, and he says, "I don't care if he won the game six to two or not. We made mistakes. That's unacceptable." Yeah, but yeah, John- I, I I love that stuff. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to get them yeah. to play a certain way. And, you know, it, it's, it's not about numbers. It's not about wins. It's not about uh, playoffs. It's about him getting the system in the way he wants to get it. And I, I think these kids are buying into it and, mm-hmm. and the way he's changed his ways for these kids. I think it's a, that's why it intrigues me so much. Yeah. Well, Bob, we're going to, you know, I don't want to you know keep it too much longer, man. We kept it a lot longer than I thought we would. And I – you know, always. That's all right. I'm billing you by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. We'll, we'll pay for your uh, your electric costs when we sit by your pool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, Bob, this has been absolutely awesome. It's always awesome with you. But there's one. Yeah, you guys are great. I love doing this on a Friday night. It's a lot of fun. It's like a wind down of the week and right? stuff like that. So yeah, you guys, you guys. Are I, the best. I do you have a, a question for him. No, I, I'm not closing it. I mean, you know, I was right. just, you know. All right. You have a question? All right, thanks a lot. See you guys later. Bye. Yeah, see you. Go, go, go. go. Just go. Just go. Okay. All right, all right. Now we're good. Right. He's so, looking. No, he's looking at me like, did he really fucking go? Uh, yeah, I thought. I, thought, I was. I was waiting here. His, his eyes. His eyes. He was like, what? Did he? Go I don't think I know how to get out of this thing. So I'm gonna have to get my daughter to help me. You guys I get. Might I get. Stuff I get even longer than you want. To be. All right. So, so the Eagles made some changes in the coaching staff. We got Vic Fangio. We got Kellen Moore. Ooh, I got a good question here too. What do, what do you think? What do you think that does for the Eagles? I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, in Fangio, you do have an established defensive coordinator, been around the league for a long time. Um. Considered a very, very bright defensive mind for many, many years. Uh, my thing is, do you come in and have a system and make your players play for your system? Mm-hmm. Or do you come in here and look at the talent that's accumulated and say, okay, this is how it works best? I, I think they failed miserably in that aspect last year when I see Hassan Reddick, probably your best defensive player, dropping back in coverage, never making a play in nope. all the times that he did it. Yep. Um, so that that's what always interests me, guys, about coaches. You can come in and have a system. Great. But if you don't have the players to be able to execute your system, you have to change. And is that what Vic Fangio's going to do? Or are they going to go out and find him players that will play his system? Well, uh, as far as Kellen Moore goes, yeah, there's some good stuff there in the four years he's been an OC in the league. Um Justin Herbert wasn't great last year. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers offense wasn't great last year. The Cowboys too. were good too. under him yeah. for two years, but one year they weren't. So it's kind of like a look and see what you have, and you don't know until you, you see it. Yeah. But if they're going to focus on Fangio's system, you need linebackers. Damn straight. And safeties. Like, my biggest thing, guys, like one of my favorite positions in all of sports is a playmaking little middle linebacker. I love playmaking middle linebackers that fill gaps that every time you see a tackle, you see him getting up. 
That's why know, I love I loved Sam Mills. I loved yeah. watching Sam Mills yep. so much. Um, yeah. Because there's someone like, and like, that's not a name. Like, that's, you know, he's a Hall of Famer now. But that's not someone that, like, when you think of linebacker, rolls off the tip of your tongue. But every time he played, that's who my he eyes. He plays. That's who I watched. Plays. Saints, yep. Panthers, that's who I watched with Sam Mills. Yep. He, that dude How was about a, the Philadelphia Stars, Sam Mills? You don't even remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah, I was still pooping yeah, my pants back the then, Bob. Before he got into the NFL, yeah. Man. Um, but, yeah, playmaking linebacker. Now, there's Patrick Queens out there. Maybe do you look to sign yep. him? Yep. Uh, sure some things up there. Do you yep. draft a safety? Uh, the kid Isaiah Rogers has a corner. Where is he? Could he mm-hmm. be a guy that they're – looking to, um, you know, to, to just throw in and start across from who I think will be Slay. I don't, I don't know if they're going to bring back Bradbury. Well, but, did you hear, um, did you hear well, what uh, Roseman's saying that Bradbury's back next year? Yeah, I yeah. heard that, yeah. I mean, he, we, heard, we hear he, things, right? Like, it doesn't mean he's going to – look, we've seen this before. Like, you know, Roseman's, oh, yeah, Bradbury's on our plans, and then, you know, next week Bradbury's gone. But hey, Daryl Morey told uh, Chris Paul he wasn't going to trade him too. So yeah, you know, believe yeah, it or not, right. GMs lie to players. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we did a thing like it was right after the season where um, what we would like to see, and um, Sean and I kind of agreed. Um, I, I like I'm willing to eat the money for Bradbury and Slay. I think they should move on from both of them. Um. I think they should draft a safety and sign a safety. I think they should draft a linebacker and sign a linebacker. Um, they have enough money. The safety now. spot, real I, quick, not to interrupt you. The safe, the safety spot. It's a shame. I wanted to see Sidney Brown get plug and play. Yeah. Right. Like live yeah. with his mistakes. The guy's overly aggressive, but he's also really fast. Teach him. Put him in there, teach him, let him learn how to play. Loves Maybe to get hit. another solid safety mm-hmm. to put with him and, and move on there. But now he got the injury late in the season, and you know I don't know I don't know how much we're going to see him if at all next right. year. Right. Um, I think that the Eagles got to get out of the um, kind of like the win now mentality. Um, really? I think they need to start building this for three years down the line. Hmm. Um, I, I, I think uh, I think those. They're, they'll still compete, um, but I, I again, I just think that I look at the, win I, now thing. I look at the uh, NFC and I'm going, why wouldn't you try to compete now? Because you got the That's talent true. to do it. That's true. That's true. I, I I think it's up to Howie Roseman to find a combination of everything that we're saying. Find guys. You have a win now offense. Right. right. Your your offense right. is really good. I'd like to see him get like a slot receiver. Maybe, you know, in a later round, like one of these kids, it just seems like he's always open. You know, it's the popular thing in the league now. The small guy that you throw in the slot that somehow runs great patterns that always seems to be open when you need him on a third third and four or something like that. I would love to see that. You have your receivers. You have your tight end. Your offensive line is always going to be good under Jeff Statlin. You have your quarterback. What they're going to do at running back, they'll get a good one. Uh, I think the offense is a win now. The defense... Man, it, it's not easy. You have a lot of holes there. Yep. So I think it's kind of a balance of uh, you have to build for the future, obviously. But at the same time, if you have a win-now offense, an offense that could be one of the best in the league, you also have to have an eye on that of, okay, maybe we can win now. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why Howie gets the big money. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, Bob, one thing hit me 
because um, we, we kept you a lot longer than I was planning on it. Almost an hour now. Um, yeah, my, my, my program's coming on at ten o'clock. So yeah, it's all it's all good. <laughs> there's there's yeah. there's one thing that there's one thing that had that had uh, hit me. We've had you on numerous besides those beers you mean. Aside from the beers. There's, yeah. You know we have never had you do a show ID for us. Yeah, so let's do it. Would you would you mind doing hey, this is Bob Cooney, blah blah blah, you're you know, you listen to Corn Pop Sports. Would you mind doing that for us? So, no, tell me what to say. I'll I'll say, say I, so I'll base. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'm not going to say blah blah blah. I'm not going to give you blah blah blah. But I'm going to give you this right here. Hey, this is Brian Dawkins, and you're looking at Corner Pub Sports. You know, that's 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 only Brian Dawkins doing. Yeah, it's only Brian you. Dawkins. <laughs> I fail in comparison. <laughs> One of the greatest Eagles ever. You know, yeah, that's all. That's yeah, all. Bob, you, you, yeah, Bob, you don't compare to that. Actually, hold on. Here, I'll, I'll play this one for you, Bob. You you might like this one because this is an old uh, compadre. Here now you go. you're name dropping. Here you go. Here you go. Hey, this is Jason Bertides from 97.5 The Fanatic and the Stick to Hockey podcast. And you're listening to the drunkest, craziest motherfuckers this side of the Mississippi. Corner Pub Sports. I love it. Right? That's a good one, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can have him. <laughs> <laughs> you struck a nerve with that one. <laughs> I did. You should have stuck with Dawkins. You all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. It would, so. would you mind doing one for us? No, not at all. Tell all me right. one. Yeah, go for it. Hey, Bob Cooney here hanging out with the Corner Hub Sports. There's no better place to be. Check it out whenever you can. These guys are the best. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Thanks, Bob. That's there great. Bob, that's awesome. That's Boys, I hope you have a great rest of the night. And whenever you want me to check in, just let me know. I'm more than happy to do it. Bob, I, Thanks, I, Bob. I appreciate it. I emphatically say this. Like I, I mean this from the heart. You are one of our favorite is he guests. Gonna cry? I mean, are all these no, it's like I am. Like, he is. Like <laughs> he is. He yet. is like one of our. He's one of my favorite fucking guests we've like we have on the show. Like, he's the best. And I, dude, I love you, man. And uh, thank God you got a zipper down. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he can't see it. He can't see it. I'm gonna Bob. Just making sure my daughter's not in the way. Bob, I want to come over. I'm gonna come over your house with my pants down. All right. No, no. no. Yeah, awesome. that invitation has been revoked. So, Bob, no. Boys, have a great night. All right. Thank Thanks, you, brother. Bob. Take Thanks, care, Bob. Bob. I'll, I'll right, make sure dude. I log you out. All right. I'll take care of you. Here. I got it. All right. Oh, you got it. All right. Thanks, Bob. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. Bob fucking Cooney. Is the fucking best. That was awesome, man. He's, dude, he is the fucking best. An hour he spent with us tonight. Uh, he's like, watch this. <laughs> dude, yeah, I, got, I got like five fucking best of segments with, not on with that. I don't want a lager. Get the fucking lager out of here. Yeah, I want a strong beer. Get that out of here. Yeah, you're drinking lager now? All right, I'll drink my third fucking voodoo. voodoo. Dude, it's been, it's been, yeah, it's been that kind of night. Stupid fucking blabber mouth cut. All right, so. Uh, what a great dude, I was stuttering. Like, there was one point I was trying to ask a question. I couldn't fucking get it out. <laughs> Yo, Shannon, my sister, Selby Slur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It got it got to a point I was like uh, I couldn't get it out. 
Dude, he's great. Bob's the best. Yeah, that was fun, man. Bob's always the best. Good. Always a good time, man. Always. <laughs> My zipper is down. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Look at you. With your fucking 48% body fat and you scrounged a little bastard. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Arnold. Hold on, let me make sure my daughter ain't here. He's like, make sure my daughter ain't here. Listen Yo, he, he don't like Jason Martinez, man. Oh. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> he said you can, guys can have him. He wasn't happy. All right. All right. So, um, real quick. So, let's get through this. There's, i got to be honest. There's not a lot of sports talk left, no, it's... which is great. Like we, But while you were drunk, it's going to be a conversation. There's a couple things in there that I think are going to spark a conversation. I want to talk about the Phillies a little bit, though. Yeah, we will. All right. So, real quick, though. The renovations taking place at South Philly. So, Billy over a was it $2.5 billion renovations yep. happening down at the stadium complex in Philadelphia? So they're going to uh, do live. They're going to do um, Xfinity Live. That's going to be nice. They're going to add a concert venue. That's the first thing. Um, that should be done by 26. They're going to add shopping, like yep. a mall. Like what? In the parking lots. You're taking away yep. parking. Yeah, they'll things. add parking somewhere, though. They yeah. have to. Yeah, cut down some trees in FDR. Um, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, you know, fuck, those, force, fuck, them, fuck them trees. Don't force some people out that live down there. Yeah, well, dear. Fucking out. baby's mom. Like, fucking. <laughs> Just implode them fucking apartment buildings. By the way, have, have you guys ever listened to the, 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 uh, the, baby, the baby mom song? Didn't we talk about this a few weeks ago? I don't know if we did, dude. I'll let me just let me just look it up. Just give me. Why's baby? Why's baby keep coming up on this show? Because we're talking about uh, killing, you know, killing trees and Kill. stuff. I'm killing strangers. Killing in the name of. <laughs> Why are you even on the air anymore? Well. <laughs> That's a great fucking album. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, that's not it. That's not, the, that's not the Disney I was looking for. Killing in the name of. Yeah, so remember, do you guys remember that? You don't remember the Disney? Um, I mean, I don't particularly remember it. I remember Bambi, but I haven't watched it in 40 fucking years. <laughs> it's been that so, long. Like, I mean, I realized I can't, I I might not go back to an iPhone because I don't know how to work the fucking. Ah, it'll come back to you, dude. That's actually one of the best decisions I've made in a while. Yeah? Yeah, I'm more than happy with the iPhone. All right. I mean, did they go back to the, uh, did they go back to like the, uh, you know, better charging system? That's the USB chargers from an Android. You know, Is yeah, it? Yeah, you don't have to have yeah. a specific charger. It works no. for both. Really? Yes. Yeah, the iPhone 15 is the first one with it. Okay. Oh, I got it. I got the song. So this is the man returns. This fucking song. When you're nine years old and you're watching Bambi, and this song's picking up. 
right? Because Bam, Bambi's like, and it, the mother's ears go up. She's eating, right? The ear goes up. She's like, the fuck is going on here? She shits a rabbit turd. <laughs> right? And then, bang! You hear sticks breaking. You hear sticks breaking. Because they're in fucking the- Harry. You got fucking Harry Watts out there. <laughs> it puts an arrow in her eye. <laughs> so this is the song that I played on my i on my phone when I locked the closet with my son, <laughs> <laughs> and I blasted it full blast, right? And I turned the flat. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. Fucking traumatizing hold on, hold on, hold on. the kids. No wonder right they got right fucking here. problems. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> I turned the flashlight on. And I went, ah! Dude, he fucking screamed. And started punching me in the fucking chest as hard as he could. Dude, I my kid was punching me. He's six. <laughs> Ah! Fucking punching me and ran out fucking crying bloody murder. Oh, what the fuck, dude? Now we gotta put on medication. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? No wonder he's got issues. It's your fault. Well, I'll open a beer to that. (laughs) It's not my fucking problem. He's fucked up. He don't like something. He throws up in the car and Sean don't understand why. (laughs) 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 <laughs> you fucked him up What the fuck Shit. You're an asshole I'm coming to see my nephew <laughs> Well at least you're here <laughs> uh, I went to play this At the show But you know, Whatever Alright So breaking the law Oh fuck <laughs> Were we talking about that before that Oh it doesn't matter now Oh, what's good? Yeah, how do we get the Bambi from what's going on down? The renovations fucking... at the stadium. Oh, yeah. cutting down trees. See, oh, yeah. it all yeah. comes together on this show. You cut down trees. Bambi moms get shot in the fucking eye with an arrow. The Bambi saw in place. My kid gets traumatized. That's how it all comes together. It's My a goal. son, he's only six, but he needs therapy. <laughs> Like, I don't understand why. And you know what's fucked up? My son's seven. I fucked up my kid's age. Oh, my God. How do we do this every two weeks now? How do we we even do this every two weeks? Should we limit it to once a month? Yeah, because we're going to miss it so much, we're going to get fucking hammered every... That's what's happening tonight. It's been two weeks since I drank a beer. Most overrated. Well, not it was. Iron Man is the most overrated band ever. No, they're not. No? Who's the most overrated band ever? The Who. Oh. If Mike was here, he'd punch you in the cunt. Yeah, he would. Yeah, we've heard that argument. Yeah. Um, all right. So, what do you... Uh, so overall, renovations to the stadium, what are, your, what are your thoughts? I like it, man. I think it's going to be really, really cool. Yeah. I do too. I, I'm I'm in favor of it. Uh, Peterson said you would have had he would have had hit you in the balls closet flashlight. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. 
He, he, dude, he was literally punching me as hard as he could in this show. He was so scared. She called you lobster boy. <laughs> That's true. You deserve that. Yeah, I do. I got burnt pretty bad last week. You know what? While we, before we go, while you were drunk. Oh, yeah, actually, it was before I were drunk. Uh, yeah, spring training. I went down to spring training last weekend, visit Mama Bear, and uh, it was awesome. Mama Bear and I got to spend some quality time. Got a lot done. A lot of uh, a lot of important stuff done, and we got a lot of fun. In you know, we went to see a sure. band play. When this dude did nothing but talk about uh, the Everglades, which was annoying, uh, but that, you know, it was still a good time to hang with Mama Mama Bear, um, and uh, you know, Mama Selby. I guess I should call her Mama Selby, All right? Sure. So Mama Selby and I got a lot of uh, stuff done and uh, went to the beach for two hours. And I got fucking burnt like a, like a goddamn. <laughs> you look like the fly from Jeff Goldblum. From I got fly. burnt like a Jew in 1942. That's, yeah. a, that's what happened. <laughs> I Yeah, like a Jew in Hitler's army. Yeah, it was it was bad. Uh, he was screaming. He was screaming like Connor. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not good. Um, Stop! Okay, keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it was me to the sun. Like I I feel burnt, but this isn't good enough. Keep, keep getting me more burnt. Yeah, my knees, my arms, my face were as red as a, a, a red as a lobster. My back. My back. My neck. My, my pussy. Neck. Yeah, my oh, crack. crack. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, speaking of, of lobster. So, uh, Ryan, you remember you remember Denny, right? Denny Boer? He had one eye. Yeah. One eye. Yeah, he's keeping an eye out for you. <laughs> yeah. One time he came from came back from North Carolina, burnt, and I called him a clobster. <laughs> Cyclops lobster. Because he has one eye. Because he has one eye. It's <laughs> called my clobster. <laughs> Dude, he was so mad at me. And then I managed to uh, stick a hot Snickers, burnt Snickers, down his down his pants. <laughs> I melted a I melted a Snickers bar and I stuck it down his pants when he was working the press. Did he? Was fucking, he was so mad at me. Yeah, it was. It was not like, Dude, seriously, like. Yeah, I know. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like jumping out of her cycle bins, attacking people. <laughs> he's trying. All he's trying to do is change the recycling bin, the paper bin, put it in a bigger bin. I'd come out and stick, grab his arm and shit. I'm still hanging out in the paper. I'm in the paper, the pile of paper. I just come out and grab his arm like a fucking monster out of a fucking horror movie. <laughs> Spraying fucking roaches with love notes and shit. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, there would be a roach. So, so Dave, down the way, Dave, right? You know Dave, our fucking favorite. It's true. Dave, yeah. it Dave, that Dave. The UPS guy only talked to Dave. Wouldn't talk to anybody else. Only Dave. He would come in. Like, oh, there he is. There's your lover, Dave. And this guy would walk by with rosy red cheeks and walk here because he had to walk by the press room and go into the bathroom. Cheeks would be right, right red. So one time there's a roach running around. And I took spray glue and I sprayed the back of the roach's back and it put a little heart and said, I love you, UPS. And I stuck it to the back of the roach. And the fucking roach is running towards the fucking door. 
as the guys <laughs> the guys coming out of the bathroom. He's like, what the fuck is this? Fuck, it's this little <laughs> I heart UPS is what it said. <laughs> On a roach's back. <laughs> You're such a fucking asshole. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. So anyway. There's something wrong with you. There's a lot wrong with me. All right. So anyway, down spring training, Clopster. Phillies look good, man. Yo, I got to tell you. Uh, their uh, defense looks good. Phillies defense yeah, looks I- good. Pache looks good. Soda looks good. Um, Wiz Wit Merriman looks fucking good. So I, I, I'll. That's my spring training report. Um, they look good. Jason Mays said, "This is too. This is too far gone for me to walk across the street and evade the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> While you were drunk, Dave Peterson said, "While you were drunk, the original founder member of Four Horsemen." Oh, I saw this. Uh, yep. Ole Anderson died. Yeah, we're. Oh, dude, how about that? We'll, we'll get to that. Yep. Yeah, Ole Anderson, man. Ole, it was awesome. And then my sister said, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> all right, should, should we just do all right, all right, and Eagles. Eagles. Eagles real quick. What? What do you got? No, you know, the Phillies. I... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I was jumping. I, was, I get excited. I got excited. There's, um... There's a feel coming out about them, man. Um, there is. I know we're not doing predictions or nothing yet. A couple weeks. But um, I got to tell you, man, I I feel good about them. We got to figure something out for our ninth anniversary podcast, by the way. Like it's fucking spring training. It's two, it's two shows from now, by the way. Like, like enjoy what's going on. Look what's going on. Don't overreact what's not going on. Don't be a douchebag. Should we just do yeah. a it's spring fucking training? Should we just do a yeah, huge like, should we just do a huge thing here at, at here at the at the bar for a ninth year and have a fucking cake and have fucking people over? Yes. Yeah, invite everybody. Should yes. we just do that? Yes. It's too So by the way, Mark, and, Jay, Callie. Yeah, everyone, right? By the way, in two weeks, so you know, we're doing the show every two weeks now for for a little while and I don't know, maybe forever, I don't know. Whatever. But at least for now. Uh, in two weeks, nice March 15th, years. we're having our first Broad Street Bully, two-time Stanley Cup champion, Flyers Hall of Famer Joe Watson on the show. That's going to be f- fucking awesome. I cannot, yeah, I awesome, cannot wait to have him on. That's a huge get, man. Well done, brother. Thank you. That's going to be awesome to have him on. Two weeks, Joe Watson coming on the show. It's going to be a great time. And then two weeks after that is our ninth anniversary show. Right here. Well, let's just do it here. Cornpile Sports Studio. Maybe I'll try to get Ed Kratz to come on. Yeah. Yeah? I'll try to get Ed on. All right. I'll, yeah. I'll try to get him coming on person or something. I'll, I'll, I'll work it out. We'll work it out. We'll try to get some people get on. Some strippers. Yeah. My wife <laughs> yeah, will love Lenny. that. Yeah, she'll <laughs> love that. Yeah, let me get Lenny yeah, Dykstra on. Call Lenny. Yeah. And then. You might as well call Ron since we're going to have a big pile of cocaine. Yeah, Lenny won't know what flight to take because he's fucking all stroked out. Molly. <laughs> we got Molly on. Yeah. 
No He's pain. like fucking blank, man. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Dave Wayne? Yeah. Yeah. No uh, panties. Oh my god. That damn pussy. Okay. Okay. Control. You're crazy. <laughs> you're completely out of your mind. All right. While you were, uh, while you were drunk. Oh no. I'm sorry. God damn. It's the third time I did it. Bayard getting, getting. Who uh, cares? Released. No, nah, I think it's a good. I think Thirteen million dollars saved by the Eagles. Oh, I thought it was over fourteen. Uh, Jason May said, "Are we gonna get a goddamn corner pub roundtable or not?" Jason, that's what we're gonna do. It. That's gotta be it. April 5th, right? Hold on. Let me look up the date. Hold on. Jason, this is it, right? I'm going to give you the date right now. Right now, I'm going to give you the date for the Corner Pub Roundtable. April 5th. Friday, April 5th is the ninth anniversary show. That'll be the Corner Pub Roundtable. You got to come. Dave Peterson. Dave Peterson. Come on out. Come on down. All of our biggest fans, Jay. Mark, our biggest fans who chime in every freaking week. Shanna says she's coming. April 5th, right here at the bar, big-ass party. That's going to yeah, be man. awesome. Yeah, we're doing a fire and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, it's raining. Yeah, who cares? I don't care. We'll cover it. Even Snow if it's fucking 20 degrees. It ain't going to be 20 degrees in April. We'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I just farted. It stinks like Alpo. Yes. Oh, my God, that stink. That's a fucking beer. Oh, God. All right, while you're drunk. I am not drunk, Oh, my God. You're trying to make me drunk. It's time to catch up on some things you may have missed. Do you think a six-pack is is acceptable? While you were drunk. I'm drunk and I love cats. (laughs) Why do you you love cats because you're drunk? Dick Lewis died this week. (laughs) Dick Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Richard Lewis. (laughs) Richard Lewis passed away. uh, 70? 70, 75 five years old, man. Yeah. Um, you know what's messed up? One of his last, one of his last appearances was on Curb Your Enthusiasm when he's sitting next to Larry David, and, and he's arguing with Larry David how bad he dresses. And Larry David goes, "Look at you, look at you. You you dress like you you dress like you're you're dying. When the <laughs> fuck are you gonna die?" <laughs> Yo, he was on Two and a Half Men, too. Richard Lewis was? Yeah, he was Charlie Sheen's fucking financial advisor. So Charlie's... Well, that makes sense. He's a fucking Jew. Charlie Sheen's struggling with money. So he goes to see him. There's a fucking police line. Don't cross. Cross the door. (laughs) (laughs) So Charlie Sheen goes in, and he says, well, you know, you spend on frivolously. And he, yo, he hears the fucking helicopters. He says, I can't talk right now. I got to go. The FBI's here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Shannon said she just saw that last night. That's awesome. Um, See, he was, in, he was in fucking Men in Tights, too. He what? He was, he was King Arthur. No, he wasn't King Arthur. Yes, he, he was. was. Pull a sword. No. Pull a sword. No. No, he wasn't King Arthur. He, he was, was the king, king now. He was the king. What's his name? King what? King Jahid. Oh. <laughs> no, it's the Disney version. King Jahid. <laughs> you said he was King Arthur. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. It's the Disney version. 
fucking um, King. What the fuck was his name? Richard. <laughs> Dude, that fart stinks. It's still, it's still coming out. So you're yo, remember when he's talking? Yo, remember when he's talking to the witch? And he's like, he's like, yeah, the, 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 we, we changed it. The, the, the witch is like, we changed my name back in the day. And she's like, he's like, you changed your name to Latrine? Yeah. Used to be shithouse. <laughs> it's a good change. It's a good change. How do you hear that? Sean? Huh? That's the washer. Yeah. Uh. I, I can't remember his fucking name in the movie. Oh, it's Men in Tights, right? Yeah. All right, I think it was King Richard. <laughs> Shannon said, I look like I'm about to fart from, or I look, I'm about to vomit from my own fart. Uh, King John. God damn it. King John. King John. King John Ill. Remember his mole kept changing yeah. places? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Dave Peterson, King King Folkwood, the dear the Duke of Coke. Duke of Coke. <laughs> yeah, did Richard uh Dick Lewis was great in that Dick uh, Lewis. <laughs> Dick Lewis. <laughs> he was good in anything you've seen him in. He Dick, was good. Dick dude, Lewis. he was but dude, curb. Because it was great. Because yeah, yeah. like it was like twenty years, right? After after Richard Lewis was like relevant. And then he shows up in, in Kirby Enthusiasm, which was like, you know, when did that start? Like early 2000s? Seinfeld right. was done, right? So early 2000s, Curb comes out. And like, you're like, oh my God, Richard Lewis. Oh, he's great. And then all of a sudden he shows up in the newer seasons. Like, oh yeah, fuck, that's right, Richard Lewis. And he's a dickhead. He's a complete dickhead. He dresses all black. He's like, I'm the one of the best dressed comedians you know. <laughs> and all this shit. Like, when the fuck are you going to die? He says to him. Did you see what Larry David tweeted out when he died? No. It, it was really heartfelt. Like, he was like, I've known him since I, my whole life. We were born in the same hospital. Um, and he said uh, something along the lines like, now I'm mad at him because he made me sad. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Mm. My well. Well, we have nothing bad. Dude, like Richard Lewis is fucking awesome, dude. Dick like Lewis. he, he was Dick Lewis is great. So, hats off to you. Eating your uncircumcised penis. So, did you guys? I'm going back two weeks because we haven't done a show in two weeks. And I have to bring this up. Kenny Smith, during his three point contest in the All Star game. No? I didn't watch any of it. So, um, Kenny. you know, it was, it was it was Steph Curry going against, oh, fuck, I forget her name now. You were right, the chicken in WNBA. Now, I'm, God damn it, now I'm an asshole. I'm as big of an asshole as he is. Dude, he was saying some shit during that whole thing that was so wrong. Really? I, dude, he was way off base. Like, way off base. First of all, she's nailing the threes. Mm-hmm. Nailing them, right? Bum, 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 bum. First of all, and it was only one round, which was bullshit. They had to go around mm-hmm. the whole arc, and each ball, you know, and certain balls are worth five points or whatever. 
She was nailing the shots down. Steph comes in, struggles. But he beat her. And you hear, and you hear Kenny Smith like, oh, 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 he's he might be in trouble because she, you know, that girl, oh, that girl, that girl shot the lights. That girl, right? He starts doing that that girl stuff, right? And then Steph lights it up at the end, last like three quarters, boop, 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 and wins it, right? Wins it by three, right? Not it wasn't a blowout. Kenny Smith starts going off. She should have shot from the ladies' line. She, she, you know, you know, she couldn't shoot from the men's line. You, you know, she couldn't shoot. And and it was um, what the fuck is his name? On on a TNT, um, on TNT, bow tie on TNT. Oh, Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Like he's trying to stop. He's trying to stop him. Dude, stop. Dude, dude, stop. What are you talking about? Well, maybe she should have used a lighter ball. Maybe that could have been a good excuse for her. Like, dude, he was saying some shit. It was bad. It was bad. And I'm like, dude, this is not, this is not the play. Like, if you don't, look, look, Steph Curry, one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. There's no question about it. This girl stuck with him with an NBA ball shooting from the three-point line yeah, of the I- NBA. And this dude's fucking trashing her. Basically, so, oh, she should have shot with a lighter ball then. And then someone's like, oh, okay, fine. She should have shot from the women's three-point line. And then the whole thing would have been, oh, she only won because she shot from the three-point line of the women's. And, you know, it's not fair because, you know, right. that whole thing. She made it as even as fucking possible. Kudos to her. A pick is like, a she could have won. Fuck, dude, Gary, no. Like, I'm not, no, I'm, dude, fuck you. I'm not fucking joking around about that. All right, I'm sorry. No. I'm raising my fucking glass to her for competing balls to the wall with him, with Steph Curry, who's the greatest three-point fucking shooter of all time, and almost fucking beat him. Kudos to her. It doesn't fucking matter how far you are and how light the ball is. If you can make the basket from where you're shooting from, you can make the basket from where you're shooting like from, if you right? Can, if you can shoot, you can shoot. It's not Dude, a gender Ernie thing. Ernie Johnson came right out in the PA and goes, you can shoot. And you can tell. Like, you can tell there was tension. And she's like, thank you. And fucking Kenny Smith is going off. Dude, like, I lost respect for him, man. I got to be honest. Like, wow. He, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, he he came out to become, he he, he came out to become uh, quite a douchebag. So. Wow. I, I don't mean to yell at you, Gary. No, nah, no worries, man. I get it. Like, what I, would he say about Caitlin Clark, who's going to, Good like, thing you smash. just brought that up, because that's the best, that's the next story. Yeah, like, he's going to, she's going to smash Pistol Pete's fucking collegiate scoring record 19 points away from from the all-time college scoring record caitlin clark iowa is going to become the all-time scoring leader presumably 19 points away a woman overall or women's league no the the collegiate scoring record she's going to break college career yeah yep she is a Dude, like she as a college as a college basketball player, she's averaging close to thirty points a game. Yeah, a college right. basketball game is only forty minutes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yep. That's insane. Yeah, she's absolutely insane. She, she she does it all too. Does it all? Yeah, she can defend. She can facilitate. She can rebound. I wonder what she's like on a date. 
probably going to tell you how to shoot your load. It's probably bounce. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know... Um, <laughs> What's what's great about a hooker? What's what's great about a hooker dying on you? You don't got to pay her. Yeah, the second hour is free. <laughs> no, but seriously, dude, that, uh, it's uh, fucking awesome. Good for her, man. I hope she breaks the record. I hope she does it. And uh, Cal, uh, Jay said. Those are some fucking Tolson numbers. <laughs> Tolson. There he is. Dean Tolson, brother. Dean Tolson. Where the fuck? This is Dean Tolson, former Seattle Supersonic, and you're listening to Corner Pub Sports. He's a nice guy, man. He was. Another nice greatest guy. Son- greatest yeah. Sonic ever. Virgil passed away. This week, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Do you remember Virgil? Remember, I remember IRS, WWF, IRS. No, you don't remember IRS. Virgil? Yeah, he was with the million. He was with the million dollar man. Million dollar man, the bodyguard. Yeah, million dollar man. And then, then he I, was in the NWO. He was the NWO's bodyguard. Do you remember who his name was? Um, <laughs> begin with a V. Yeah, that um. Vincent. I forget what it. was. Vincent? Vincent. Was it Vincent? Yeah, he came yeah. out as Vincent. So I heard stories about him. Dude, he was young, too. when He he, he passed away like two days ago. Uh, I heard he was a dick. Like, he would charge, like, yeah, he would try to charge like $60 for his autograph. Like, the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Like, the dude was a Virgil. Yeah, the dude wasn't a fucking, he wasn't a wrestler. He wasn't a wrestler. He's a fucking bodyguard. Yeah, he just stood there. Like, yeah. Ain't, all right, so a couple weeks ago, Anthony Rendon has gotten a lot of criticism because he said that baseball has never been a top priority for him. It's only been a job for him. Anthony Rendon, of course, the former national uh, Nationals player and a sign out in the West Coast and hasn't performed up to standards and has gotten criticized for his lack of production. Yeah, it's not. Well, this you, isn't a you job. Can't pro- you can't produce when you don't play. That's also true. He's always hurt, right? Yeah. I think he's played a total of, I think he's, in four years, I think he's played a total of like 120 games. Yep. Yep. Something like that. Something like that. Yep, for sure. And then um, Matt Strom, I got to find this though. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's about the, um, the the AI pitching thing. Yeah, dude, this is, this is weird. This is whacked, man. I gotta find it though. I gotta go back quite a bit. Uh, so Matt Strom, Philly's relief relief pitcher, came out and was basically like really upset. Basically said there's unfair double double standards with the MLB rule change. Said that um, uh, Strom was asked if there was anything that bothered him about the current state of baseball entering this year. He was very quick to answer. He said, "Yeah." Um, if you're on the bench, you can take 12 at bats against Alvarado with the new pitch hit pitch hitting machines, knowing you'll pitch hit against him in the ninth inning. But however, we aren't allowed to use the track man in the bullpen. 
And the trackman is basically like another virtual assistant thing, which helps the pitchers against the hitters. Mm-hmm. He's got a he's got a valid point. You know, Absolutely. Why can it be one way and not the other, right? So like you know, it, it's Strom has a complete has an absolute complete argument with that. Yeah, um, so you could be a pinch hitter knowing you're going to face Matt Strom in the sixth inning. Yeah. Maybe the seventh. But you could be a pinch hitter, and you could start warming up against the AI that's going to completely emulate Matt Strom. Right. You could do that for two innings. Like, like yeah. It's kind of fucked up. It's a it's a complete double standard. He's a hundred percent right. Complete double standard. Now think about it, like, you know, now to to go with that, like someone like Chase Utley used to go in the dugout and watch video, right? Watch video after video after video of, of the start of pitchers in the face. Oh, he's, he throws a change up eighty percent of the time when it's a three oh count or a two oh count. He throws a fastball when it's a three one count, seventy five percent. Like Someone like Chase Utley. But that takes research, and that takes the – these guys are using AI, right? Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Comes to them, like, in fucking flashes. They don't have to fucking sit there for three hours and research footage. There's no extra work taken except for an extra ten minutes. And they're All allowed right. to use that. That's It's messed up. So, I don't – um. I don't disagree with him, man. He's got a valid point. Yeah. Yep. Alright, you're heading out. Alright, dude. Gary's heading out. Alright, bro. Alright, it's me and you. No, that don't finish that off. Gary, come over here. Come over here. We did it. We did a fuck we did a bang up job tonight. That's all I gotta say, Gary. We fucking killed some beers Dude, we uh, you impressed me. Bring your Justice for All shirt. All right, brother. Love you. All right. All right, bro. See you, dude. All right. Two more, uh, three more stories. The Phillies have changed their out-of-town scoreboard in right field. Remember that? Remember the scoreboard out there? Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all digital, digital one. It's all digital now, man. It's, it's weird. Why? It takes away, like, I, I know what year we're in and everything, but that kind of takes away from the field, man. Like, it was kind of cool seeing that scoreboard, like, right on the field. You know, somebody's running back for a fly ball. You see, you know, Arizona and San Francisco is 4-2. It's still going to be there, but they're changing the dynamic of it. Right, right. It's going to be all, like, digital and all weird looking. Like, it's it's going to be, like, all, like, today. Yeah. So, spring training, right? I went to uh, Boston's uh, spring training team, uh, spring training stadium, to see the Phillies play them in Fort Myers, Florida. And the outfield has a mini green monster. So it's the green monster, same size, but in the middle there's seats, mm-hmm. and at the bottom is the out of town scoreboard, as well as the regular scoreboard, which is all changed manually. It's fucking, mm-hmm. it's so cool. Like, yeah. uh, every inning, you're watching these little motherfuckers come out with a ladder and climb up and change the, change, you know, change the ladder. It was cool, man. It was awesome. Yeah. 
It's part of the um, it's, nostalgia of baseball, man. It's, it's gone, dude. Wrigley yep. and Fenway are the only two that still do it. That's it. Yep. It's over. And it, it won't be long. It, it won't be long. No. Um, I don't think them two stadiums will ever close. They'll just keep renovating them and shit, but the, it won't be long before yep. they're gone. Now you're embarrassing yourself, you geriatric fuck! Well, apparently. Apparently. Uh, the... Oh, yeah. This one. Dollar Dog Night is gone. Gone. The Phillies have announced that Dollar Dog Night is fucking done. It's gone. No more gobblers for you fucking whores. It's uh buy one, get one night yeah. now. Yep. So, you know, there's no more uh no more sucking down dollar dogs. You fucking animals. I've gone to a couple of dollar dog games. Not recently, but <laughs> probably spent seven, eight bucks every time on fucking dogs. I never. Just cause I, I think I've been to one dollar dog night, dude. Nineteen ninety seven is when they is when they uh, brought it on. Hmm. I think I've been to one. I've been one. I've been to. I've been to a few of them, dude. So Peter's all right. So. This, oh, the vulture. I wanted 10 hot dogs. This brings it up. Peterson said the fans did that. Hot dogs were in the stands. All yeah. right. So, I'm glad you brought that up, Dave. ESPN, Bleacher Report are all pulling out these high headlines. Phillies fans ruined Dollar Dog Night. And that's the fucking headline. And it's going out national. Mm-hmm. Once a fucking again... The fans are to blame for this, right? Yeah. So, one incident. Okay? So, last year. That's the first time I ever seen it. Yeah. fan, Because there was shit on the field and fans got fucking annoyed and they started throwing hot dogs out. Let me ask you a question. I'm just going to ask this to everyone. To the fucking national media. To anyone that's listening. To anyone that gives a flying motherfuck. Does it matter if it's a dollar or a dog? Or two for five? Is that really going to prevent you from throwing something on the field if no. you're pissed off? Don't no. give me that. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. It's it's a complete extension of the bad publicity that Philadelphia gets. That's all yep. I'm going to say. No, I agree. It's all about um, one thing. We all know what it's about. It's all right. about the fucking bottom dollar. Right. So, But if I'm down there, I got a few beers in me, obviously, because you don't go to the Phillies game without having a few beers in you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I spent $20 on, I don't know, seven, eight hot dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, if they start getting thrown around, I'm not going to care that I spent an extra few bucks mm-hmm. i'm gonna throw the hot dogs doesn't matter like right so like, i don't fucking do it at all if that's what you're worried about don't do it at all right right just no don't more do, dollar dog don't night. do buy one get one and don't do dollar dog just don't right. do it at all spend the it's five hours on hot dog that's why i think it's bullshit that that's why they're doing it I think it's Agreed. all about the bottom dollar. It's all Agreed. about, oh man, we lost, we lost 
$12,000 that night. We lost $15,000. We lost whatever. Pack of hot dogs costs fucking $10. You're selling for $10 a piece. Yeah, you're making your money. <laughs> like, I don't right. want to hear that. Right. So. Like, on, on any given Phillies game, they go through, like, a fucking 10,000 hot dogs. And, by the way, like, some stupid asshole ain't walking up and only ordering a hot dog. So, let's get that out of the way, first of all. He's ordering a hot dog, a beer, Cracker Jack. And a pretzel. And a pretzel. It's costing him $35. Right. So, let's get that out of the way right now. Even the motherfuckers are buying dollar dogs. They're buying dollar dogs and two beers. Right. So you're, so you're making, still walking you're away with your twenty fucking money. So you're still walking away thirty bucks. Right. Right. You're making twenty, at least twenty, twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, and twenty one dollars profit. Like, get the right. fuck out of here with that. I, I don't want to hear that. I don't. I no. Nah. It ain't all about the fans. So fuck you, SPN. Fuck you, Bleacher Report, for posting those headlines. Philly fans are to blame for Dollar Dog Night being, you know, dismissed or whatever. Yeah, it's just another one of that fucking to run with that. I narrative. can't wait for my book to come out. Because I me fuck, neither. I fucking I I hit on that. <laughs> Last thing, while you were drunk. The Fanatic jerseys. Fanatics jerseys. So, if you haven't heard, Fanatics now owns the rights to make jerseys for the MLB players. Over the last few weeks, MLB players have come out and complained, basically saying these jerseys are bullshit. You can see our dicks. (laughs) You can see our assholes through these jerseys. Um... And the jerseys, let alone, look like shit. <laughs> so, if if anyone has a jersey in your closet, go in your closet, look at it. You know, slight curvature, slight curvature. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a whoop, it's a fucking rainbow, it's off-center, it's fucking small. The letters are it small. It looks like shit. It's fucking terrible. I have one item from Fanatics that I ordered. It's a A.J. Brown jersey. It's off fucking center. It's off center. Isn't it crooked, too? Yes. Yeah. It's crooked and off center. The the dude who runs Fanatics talks like he owns a fucking used car dealership. He, he oh, well, you know what? Uh, makes excuses for everything else. Dude, motherfucker, you got the license from MLB to make these jerseys, and you make them like they're made out of fucking Taiwan. It's because he's having them fucking made overseas. Some fucking slanty-eyed kid that's getting 10 cents an hour. Well, guess what? I've gotten jerseys from some slanty-eyed kid. They've been way better than that. Yeah, that's these, true. These jerseys true. look like fucking dog shit. They're terrible. Absolutely fucking terrible. They should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, all right, so hold on. <laughs> I'm missing comments here. Let me go back to the comments yeah, you, here. Yeah, I your missed. Sister, your sister wants to know how many hot dogs you can fit in your mouth. Yeah, so Dave Peterson said, I like how the old out-of-town scoreboard, I, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hot Great. dogs are new D batteries. Uh, Jay said, I agree. <laughs> and then Shannon, my sister, I wonder how many hot dogs you can fit in your mouth. Well, maybe we're going to find out on April 5th. Maybe that'll be a contest we'll do. 
What do you? Wouldn't she be? Wouldn't she be better at explaining that? Dude, hold on. <laughs> Dude, hold on. I think we have a game for our ninth anniversary show. Oh boy. How many hot dogs can you fit in your mouth at once? Oh Jesus Christ! Shepherdy game. Yeah, dude, get some hot dogs. They should be cooked, right though. You can't cook. Yeah, them. yeah, it should be cooked. I'll cook them all. Throw them on a fucking bowl. How many hot dogs? And we'll 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 crown the winner of who who can fit the most hot dogs in their mouth. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Dave Peterson said, uh, "Are the through pants are the sh- uh, see through pants the through porn pants show, porn on show the on the diamond?" Yeah, really. Shannon said, "That's the idea." Let's do it, dude. The best part is like, Mike- is it hot dogs on the bun? Or no, no, just, just hot, hot dogs. dogs. I think it's hot dogs, and someone shoves hot dogs in someone else's mouth. It's, it's the only fucking fit. <laughs> I'm in. Let's start. And here's the best part. We don't have to waste them because the other side's still dry. So you flip <laughs> you, you flip it, it off and then put the rest of it on a bun. Yeah, because we're on a budget, man. What the fuck? And you flip it around, and the other half goes in the next person's mouth, and then we get the new batch. So we have, like, five batches of hot dogs. We're going to buy fucking 12 packs of hot dogs. We are. Right. We can make it work. No buns, just hot dogs. No mustard, no condiments. No buns. She just said no bun. And ketchup. No, no fucking, no. No fucking yes. ketchup. Yes. Who can fit the most hot dogs in your mouth? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> That's fucking epic. April 5th is going to be a fucking blast. Yep. All right. I got to piss, and we're going to call the show. Yeah. Yeah? Um, yeah, I got I got a wild day tomorrow, man. I just got a late. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. Thanks, I man. I know. I'm sorry. Yep. I know. Yeah. As fucked up as it is, there's going to be drama tomorrow, too. So. I know, I know. Yeah. Shannon said, no ketchup, no mustard. No, nothing. Just hot dog. How many hot dogs onion? can you fit in your mouth at one time? What about an onion? Mm-mm. No. No, it can't be anything. Just a hot dog? All right, what kind of hot dogs are we getting? You don't have to the eat thing? them, though. You're not eating them. You're sticking to how many you see how many you can fit in your mouth at once. What the fuck are we doing? Dude, we got we got TikTok that shit, too. <laughs> Let's do it, dude. <laughs> that, shit, that shit might go viral. I'm in. Let's do it. I'm going to win that motherfucker. Oh, I'm going to win that I'm motherfucker. Gonna stre- I'm going to stretch my mouth. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask all the black guys. I'm going to ask all the black guys at work to like, fucking warm me up. Yo, stick your dick in my mouth. Let's see if we can fit. What are you doing? Just don't come. Just fucking <laughs> jam it in. Just jam it in. I got I got some mouth work to do. Oh, my God. I'd ask the black guys at my job, but they don't, don't hire black guys. Yeah, but he don't get up out of his desk. He stares at a computer all fucking day. All right, oh dude. God. I'm going to call it, man. What a fucking show. 
This was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you for, thank you to Bob Cooney. Bob Cooney is one of the best guests ever, dude. He's one of the it's always a good time, dude. Man. He's fantastic, always. dude. We got a tour of his house tonight. It was awesome, yeah. dude. I hope he invites us over in the summer. That's the second. I'm in, that's, man. The That'd second be awesome. that's the second time, by the way. Yeah, he said that the last time he was on the show. I'm yeah. gonna hold him to it this time. Oh. All right, all listeners, thank you so much. Corner Pop Sports. See you later. See you later, alligator. Then a while after a while, crocodile. <laughs> All right, Rye. All right, dude. I will, uh, you know, we'll talk over the weekend or something. All right, brother. All right, dude. See you. Later on, man. Corner Post Sports says see ya. Thank you so much for joining us. And the words from Mike, penis out. <laughs>